Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, this is a judgment call on the NFLPA's part that they believe that this could be perceived as mandatory. Give right. me a break. How about per- asking some yeah. players, did you think this was this mandatory? No. Okay. I would have some choice words for the whistleblower. So This guy. You can't rules. have retaliation. I'm feeling no pressured. I'm feeling like I have to be you there. Am I baby. the only one that did the course? <laughs> yeah, right. What a baby. What a baby. Oh, you I'm poor home. thing. I'm you had to go coming. to a 15-minute meeting. Because if, you, well, if you're talking about Ferkser or Kendrick Bourne. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're just <laughs> don't name your kid a name for like a child name. You know what I mean? Like Cody. Give him a name that he can live with. Yeah, so they, yeah, Jason Jackie James, so they kept with the J's, which I, I like. I wish they're going with this. I have learned so much from you guys listening to your podcast. Now I can watch a game and go, they're in cover too. <laughs> um so, Paul okay. can't. so thank you so much. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and oh my God, we had just one of the most epic. That was the greatest pregame show of all time. Um, I just had to separate Evan and Paul for those uh, at home. Uh, I'm I'm on Team Alex, by the way. Do not (laughs) divorce yourself from. It had nothing to do with the Patriots. Obviously, the Celtics with their loss. Everybody's pissy. We just had an epic one. Um, Maybe we'll talk about Celtics a little later, but. uh, Yes, it is Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, Deuce is here. Alex is here. Evan, Paul, myself. Matt's in the booth. And uh, we're going to get to watch an OTA tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It's a nice weather. We had a nice Memorial Day. I mean, the, the uh, Patriots lost two of their OTAs, so we lost a chance to watch one last week. They were supposed to be out on the field today, uh, but they're serving the second of their two losses, and we'll be out there with them tomorrow. So looking forward to that. We'll watch them. I think we got a little clarity, too, after our show on Thursday of, like, more things came out of yeah. what happened with, I don't know. I don't I even mean, know. It, I've kind of lost track now. Like, they, like, like Joe Judge had him in a meeting too long. It, and it was it's, it's still, you got to blame, you know, the Patriots. Yeah. You know, what, there's more, more blame than we kind of thought. Yeah, a, it's just. Shadow log. Yeah, shadow just, log, just not paying attention. You know, you've got four hours. You can do whatever you want in those four hours, minus pads and hitting. But they weren't paying attention apparently and it sounds like it wasn't the first time it sounds like this was something that they had been doing this you know three, three days in a row according to the report. yeah Who so got a just warning. just not buttoned up well that was what was not weird because i think up. it was three days in a row and i read that they were warned and they kept doing it but then the initial reporting was that the nfl said oh the patriots were you know they they were very cooperative and i'm like well, wouldn't a cooperative been like just stop doing it initially, and then you won't have the thing? Like, right. like you kept pushing it, and then they then they finally came down on you, and then you were cooperative. So, I don't know. I I, I just like to put it behind us. And uh, but as I said on the on the show last week, just another thing the team doesn't need a lack of attention to detail is something that no. you never thought around here would, would would continue to pop its head up on the field, much less you know middle of OTAs where they're you know not subscribing to the, the time limits. And you know, Bill, you know, puts a lot of value into these opportunities to. You know, set the groundwork, you know, make sure that you're stacking days and guys are getting, um, you know, the attention and the teaching that they need so that you go into mini camp ready to go. You go into training camp ready to go. Um, so, you know, it's it's not a good thing. You yeah. know, it, it's not the end of the world. It's not a huge thing, but it's just 
What are we doing? Now, Bill what got are a, we doing? Bill got a fine too, right? 500K? 50,000. 50, 50, 50, yeah, 50, yeah, 50, yeah, 50, numbers are hard. Yeah. Numbers. Too many zeros. We're a little fired up. Too many zeros. The math is hard. Well, words. they should have made it 500. No. Yeah. Yeah. Words hard. Yeah, so he's got 50,000. They lost. The team might have gotten 100,000, I think. No, I don't think the team got fined. Oh, the, the team just didn't Bill. get. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes they do, but in this case, yeah, no. I think that's right. How does that work? Do you just cut a check from your own personal checking, or is that? I know, right? <laughs> does and it then, just come out of your paycheck? Has, like, or? Did you see the report? He has 16 days to pay it. Like, <laughs> or what? <laughs> when did he come up with 16 days? <laughs> or what? Somebody from the know. NFL comes and breaks his finger or something? <laughs> Collection. <laughs> I need 50k. Right? Rocky Balboa on <laughs> <Yeah>. the docks. Gets <laughs> his money. He's got to box somebody. Bill Gazzo sends short on the bill. One way or the other, we're gonna get this money. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was it weird. The easy that way, it can be the hard way. Tony Soprano shows up. One of the stories is like he has 16 days. To, well, I don't know. It yeah. hit close to home. I was like, could I come up with 50k in, cash in 16 days? 16 days? I don't think so. No, no. Nope. Well, maybe it's that's like two years of work. I yeah, but if you went uh, to a bank and tried to take out that amount of money, like if that's the way he had to do it, like take it out. I'm of pretty his sure you didn't account. have to do it. The that bank way. would well, have to be like, well, is there like a payment plan? Can you pay it in increments? How about some good faith? Is there is there some financing? This is going to be good. Paul, it's remember, take a rocket shot. No, remember me. the time that I <laughs> got a FedEx from the league and I was fined well, $100,000? I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Well, um, I, you know, we used to have the newspaper, and it was the year that the uh, refs were on strike, yeah. and they had the, the scab refs. And I think it was the Baltimore Ravens game. Mm-hmm. I, the refs, they had a bad game. They, they so I, I put on the cover, are you refing kidding me? <laughs> and it was like one of the plays. Uh-oh. And I got this FedEx from the league because, you know, you're not supposed to uh, criticize the refs. And they considered the, the newspaper part of the team. I got a FedEx that I was being fined $100,000. So I was like, I was pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? And I had a meeting to go to, but I made it clear that as soon as that meeting was over, I was calling the league and, you know, reaming somebody out. And uh, I guess, you know, somebody believed that I was actually going to do that and fessed up that the whole thing was a prank. Oh. Yeah. Who, who Brian Morey um, did a great of job. Course. They had the whole FedEx envelope. It was, it was very well done. They had the return address, you know, Park Avenue. And uh, and what made it extra oh, believable? So funny. Letterhead. But what made it Amazing. extra believable that Fred's leaving out is he had been similarly reprimanded in the past. Yeah. So like real, which oh, Brian yeah. was aware of, I'm assuming. And, oh, and yeah. Knew yeah. So there's some trauma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, back. Right. Fred had been notified by the league office about something else years prior to this. Well, which I, I think made it have an air of believability. I was called a pain in the ass by Joe Brown, who was <laughs> used to be like the head PR guy for the NFL. Which I wore as a badge of honor, so you know, but yeah, but that was uh, that was interesting. A hundred thousand? Yeah. So you were ready to? <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I did it ever? Heart. Did at any point were you like, I did actually have to get pay this, well, or it ha- were no. you just like, no way well, in hell? I, I knew I'm I was fighting this, pay it, to right? but but like the fact that they thought I was going to have to pissed me off. You know, I was like, I'm I'm calling the league, and I think I had a meeting, so I I said that as I was going out of the office, I, I'm. I'm, you know, you can't just go around finding random people, though, right? Like you're not officially with the NFL, like. Well, like, that's how like do they the know, thing, right? I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> now I'm thinking for myself. I'm like, am I going to write something wrong? Yeah. Write? <laughs> no, I mean, think I about mean, that a lot. Patriots are. <laughs> they consider all of us part of the Patriots, they even do. though we're technically not. Yeah. We're not paid by the Patriots. You know, if if I was working for the Patriots, I'd have a nice little pension waiting for me, which I don't. You know, 
which kind of bothers. No, anyway, but um, no, we <laughs> no technically very testy. Technically, out all the grievances. We, we <laughs> air them all. Let's <laughs> get them all out there. No, we don't work. Evan for and I, we <laughs> paved the way for you guys. Let's you know, go. We don't work <laughs> for the Patriots or, or the NFL, but we're an affiliate, and you know, there's some things that you know kind of do apply to us. Yeah, yeah. Ref and kid of me. Yeah. Credit to Brian Mori. Now I'm thinking of how we could get Evan with something like this. With like, We'd had to do a nope. prank every season. Yeah. Oh, and the pitcher was the prank. one that Bill's kind of like grabbing the guy on the way off. Remember the field goal? Oh, yeah. The Ravens? The Ravens. That yeah. went right over the upright yeah. and kind of looked oh, like it was no yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was that yeah. game. kind of looked like. Yeah. Did you get upset or were you a good sport about it? <laughs> oh, afterwards? That's, that's oh, when Bill oh, had a bake sale. Oh. Bill had his first bake sale to make the uprights higher. Well, I, I was a great sport. I, I thought it was masterful. I thought he did a great job. Uh, yeah. Did you think about keeping it going and like playing, continuing to play into it, even though you knew no, it? He, like, he, oh, he came. Clean. He heard me say, "I'm calling the league," and he was like, "Oh God, I got to tell him." Oh no! <laughs> like he he got nervous because he knew I was going right. to. They yeah. should have got ownership involved. RKK sits you right, down. Right. And was like, well, they told he told Jonathan to he was going to do it. Jonathan's like, he was all for it. Like, <laughs> do it. <laughs> and then they really fine you for messing around. Like, yeah, oh, great. But oh, yeah, that's fun. So these fines, I, I don't know, like. Like, do you just write a check? Do you take uh, it out of your – I think it's payroll deducted. I'm sure Bill – Probably. Uh, it just comes right out of your right – Probably over, like, 10 years, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is there, like, a financing? Like, is right. it zero <laughs> percent? Payment, payment plan? Yeah. $100,000. Give you a hundred grand? What am I? Yeah. You your kind of money, Fred. Well, there's payment plans for everything now. Like, you can go on Amazon. I know. Whatever. Like, I bought a flight last night, and it was like, you can pay for this flight over the course of the next six months for $18 a month. And I'm like – Really? Wow, yeah, yeah. flights I even now. There's yeah. like third party financing. Yeah, it's like, like a, a firm. Uh, yeah, a firm and like these third party financing things that you don't just tell my wife. R- roping mm. these poor people mm. into yeah. that don't Being understand in how interest works, just yep. getting them oh, that's trapped. That's me. That's me. Oh, we're all in debt. That's <laughs> anyway, so, I'm in no debt. So, other than the OTAs um, going on tomorrow and us being able to watch, you know, what are we, any. Headlines, yeah. any news stories? I'd say just first who's out there. I think that's always interesting, yeah. who's still recovering from stuff, who, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal if guys don't come to voluntary OTAs, but I do think it's noteworthy if guys, particularly young players who need this time to develop, aren't there. Uh, we know on one use, not going to be there um, based on, was that a Reese report? Reese, Reese. report, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know, those are just off the top of my yeah, head. Normally I always look at veteran newcomers, but they don't really have a ton of those. Yeah, Kasiki. You know, this year, um, th- you know, there were a handful with like Juju, Juju Gasicki, uh, you know, cr- uh, Chris Board, but they didn't. They've all been around too. Like you, the year that they had all of the, you know, what was that twenty one? Yeah, yeah, the new guys. Um, some of those guys were sporadically uh, in attendance at those OTAs. That to me is always kind of interesting to see who feels comfortable enough not to be at something as a first year guy. Yeah, right. But I don't think we have too many of those. Yeah, I think you'll see. You know, certainly Juju and Kasiki. I think you'll see those two guys based on what we've been hearing about them working with Mac Jones and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And he even went Kasiki even went with Mac Jones to the Taylor they Swift. Went to Taylor yeah. Swift together yeah. with Hunter Henry and the wives. Yeah, the yeah. Tight ends. got a sweet. Yeah, sweet. I, I think it's all about Mac and Bill O'Brien to me. Like, just yeah. what does Mac look like? What even not even throwing? Just what does he look like? Happy. Yeah. His happy. demeanor yeah. is he happy again? You know, is he That's smiling? A good point is he because bouncing up and down. I, I, I'm hoping that we see what we want to see from what Evan's talking about, and then we do not have to watch that again. Remember last year, like that's all we had to. 
well, right. you know, Mac's not talking to Joe Judge. Now yeah. Mac's talking right. to Matt Patricia. He's no, well, he's over with Bill. Not like I, I just want to see him and Bill O'Brien like the first day tomorrow that we get out there, and then I never have to worry about yeah who's talking to Mac Jones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It should be just apparent. Mac is the guy. Yeah. I think so. Some of the rookies, I don't want to get a you know a look at them. I don't know how much you can tell, but I'd be excited just to see. I do think with Christian Gonzalez, like uh, you you yeah. want to see what we all think we saw in, on the college film with him. He he's such a freak athlete that even in shorts and a t shirt, he should look the part. I, even just I, I, walking on the field, I'm guessing he's going to be not like right out there immediately. I like to go back to what I said last show. Like I feel like they always want to put veterans in those positions that know what they're doing, just to you know. But but well, of course, this is they're into but, practice but, already, you know, so maybe he's already earned. Yeah, you know more but, more of a look than. Do you think there's any chance that Bill, just to prove that he was telling the truth, that the practice does look like an outright competition at all positions? Like there's no apparent starters at any given position except for quarterback i i think well, they'd be crazy well, like how would you know that well that's the thing but like if, someone's got to be out there first but like even in training camp like you know the trey nixons of the world are getting just as many reps as juju schuster i i mean i yeah, don't think i don't, it's, I don't I don't, i've never seen that i know but do you think but someone's got to be out there first is my point yeah but but on one day it's one guy and the other day it's another yeah, guy you know, like well, over that, time that's the like, drawback when you only have one day yeah you don't know well that we see but I'm, I'm you know including training camps like like they really open it up this year you know and you know I don't think and so. no nothing's a given I just don't think they have a lot of depth to play with maybe on defense there's some questionable guys that you could kind of but you know, I think you kind of know you who could the have guys. different combinations. Right? I mean, it's we basically, talked about that last week a little yeah. bit, didn't we? But there's guys that you know are going to well, be we, there. We and... should go down the roster and say, other than again, other than quarterback, which jobs are in stone? Which positions are in stone? Oh. I would say number one running back is in stone for now, right now, right? Yep. That's Ramondre. Um, the three interior guys. Yeah, I was just going to say the three, the three interior, interior guys. guys are well. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Assuming when well, you's hurt. Well, how? Well, what if on when you doesn't come back right away? Who's in that? Well, he'll be back for training camp. Yeah, you yeah. just he just had like some surgery. He's not going to be out for the year. He just had some surgery. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, like is he going to? I don't be, know. Twenty five percent of the rest of the league. Is he going to be ready right away? I, I mean, he's I, not going to be ready for this, but he'll be ready for training. No, no, camp. I'm talking about training camp. Yeah, I'm talking about training yeah. camp. I mean, according to Mike, yeah. I mean, am I missing something? No, no, no. I don't want to gloss over a guy's injury that I don't know. No, well, it was like in the last game about. too, right? It was against Buffalo. No, yeah, I would, it was like out. it was like one of those eight to twelve weeks. So, so strange, ankle, strange Andrews and on when you in stone. Yeah, Hunter Henry at that at, at, as the top as the number tight one end. tight end. Yeah, and, and with those kinds of spots, I would agree with it's Hunter Henry and Gasicki. It's I, I think some combination of the, the receivers. I don't think we're going to all of a sudden get like Demario Douglas is going to be a starter. Like it's going to be one of the. You know, it's Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be one of their top receivers, right? I would say Parker is going to be one of. Their when they receivers. put four receivers out there, who's out there? And I would add probably Bourne and Thornton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the four veteran guys. Yeah, for now. That's, I mean, you got Trey Nixon's like the only kind of veteran practice squad hanger on, and the two rookies. So I mean, you just okay. who are my tackles? Probably, I would say Trent Brown at left tackle. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Trent Brown and Riley Reeve. Yeah, That'd be my guess. And Trent Brown's at left, but yeah. I think I think one of the tackle spots I think probably has some level of competition. I think Calvin Anderson could, yeah. could emerge there. Okay, 
Um, I mean, I think they got to be ready. And then you have to look at these rookies, too, as training camp goes on to see, you know, what's the one that they – Sal, right? Sal, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that they He played a little tackle, tackle as a freshman. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> he's got the measurables. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think you're looking at probably nine – Eight, eight spots are probably not really overly competitive. Now, those things can change. This is where I think Fred's going. You know, would it be completely stunning to see one of those guys, you know, like say an offensive lineman moved? I mean, I've said it with him when you. You, know, you, know? you, you drafted all those guys. Maybe you like them. Maybe they come in during the course of the spring and get into training camp and you really like them. Do you trade a, you know, a, a when you or like David Andrews? That's what I was just going to say. Like – because I just they went first on Jake Andrews as a center, you know, and it it just is interesting to me that, and I don't think you could trade David Andrews. He just mean I think he means too much to the locker room, but they clearly are thinking something by drafting Jake Andrews. I wonder if David Andrews has told them that this is it. Well, that's the thing. They, close, they could maybe. be just getting him ready, and they know Andrews. Oh is yeah, done. no, it's yeah. good. I mean, it's good business to do yeah. it the way they used to do it. Yeah, you know, getting guys prepared before you need. I just uh, yeah, I just position. don't think that David Andrews is going anywhere this year. I don't either. But I, it, it's very possible that David Andrews might have said. I'm already was already kind of thinking about it this off season, so right. really pushing it into next off season, we're we're talking about him retiring. Yep. And then you have the same kinds of guys up front, I think, in those kind of spots on defense. Like, I, I could sit here and tell you locks, like Lawrence Guy, Godcha, Judon. But like, would you like a guy like Lawrence Guy? Would you just would that like no hit you in the side of the head if they made a training camp deal for you know no. sending Lawrence Guy somewhere? No, no. I, I just I wonder. I mean, he's just getting up there. I, yeah. I, we've seen the same thing with this front for a while. I'd love to just see some kind of tweak that would. You know, maybe well, who, involved moving. Who's my him. core front seven? Oh boy, Godshaw. I would say those, those three. Those, yeah. yeah. Dietrich Wise, yep. Wise, um, Barmore. Assuming he plays. Well, we can't have six linemen. Who, no, who? I said Bentley and okay. Judon. Oh, those ben- are two linemen. You're okay. going Dietrich Wise, Godshaw, uh, Christian Barmore on the line for now. Keon White, hopefully, eventually. Linebacker Judon, Bentley. Tavai. Probably for now, Jelani Tavai. Probably Tavai. Yeah. And then you have Uche as the sub rusher. Right. Like that he was last year. You got the year. safeties playing in the box. Yeah. 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 How long do you expect Keon White to get in there, you know, and replace? I think he'll start probably off like. Hulk. Well, God, who would he replace? Wise. I think he'll start Wise. off. Wise. I think yeah. he would start off replacing Daniel Aquale as this, the combination sub pass rusher inside with Barmore and then if he does really well then maybe his role starts to grow and eat a little bit into snaps of Dietrich Wise as you know kind of a hand down right defensive end in the front yeah Gonzalez starts right away he should yeah uh, yeah yeah I think he should opposite Jonathan Jones yeah yeah, yeah. okay Marcus yeah. in the slot. I, yeah. The Jack Jones thing is interesting to me. Is like, do they do they give him another chance or not? Because it's hard to tell if they're going to actually allow him to play yeah. any any meaningful snaps. Listen, if people get hurt and stuff hard. like that, you have to. It's hard to know what Bill's thinking with in, in terms of what everyone was talking about last week. With a lot of times, guys cross Bill and they don't really get a chance to do it again. Yeah, but can Bill afford to do that anymore? I mean, you, yeah. I mean, in Jack. an ideal world, wouldn't it be Jack Jones in? Christian Gonzalez as your starting corners with Jonathan Jones yeah. in the slot, and then you can use Marcus Jones, yeah, however you want. Maybe in an imperfect yeah. world, I, I don't know how much I believe in Jack Jones. Oh, though. I don't. Yeah, like I think at best he's a rotational. But that's why I said runner. in a perfect world. In other words, 
the stuff that Evan's talking about off the field is not an issue, and he puts it together on the field yeah. and he, plays well. That would he be was best wildly inconsistent last year and didn't get beat some of the time where he did get beat just because of luck. The to be, ty- to be honest. The Tyrone Pool special. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm going to let the guy go four yards behind me and hope he underthrows it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Or misses him, yeah. which happened. Yeah, I just think he I, he has ability. I mean, he has uh, playmaking ability, but he would scare me I, as a full-time player. I think it's worth talking about the kickers, too, just the punter. I mean, what you know, I mean, you have some veterans in there. I think we're assuming that... But I don't think Nick Folk's going to go down without a fight. I, I don't know if he's healthy right now. Um, I think he is, but I'd like to see both those guys. He's just, not healthy. What I think he him? is. I don't know. I, I just he's old. I think I think I just described this. Well, he's got the back. Like the, start paying He's always got something. No, you're not missing anything. I, this His is just back is a like chronic issue. Speculating an old guy, yeah. you know, might not be here for OTAs. But, I, you know, that's, you know, something we saw a couple of years ago when they drafted uh, Warwasser. You know, just a little bit of a little bit of flavor Can't of competition with the kicking. kickers on the roster. No. Right? I think so. Like, you can't have... A no. kickoff specialist, folk kicking field goals, <laughs> and then the punter. Right. Right? You can't do that. No. No. And I don't think – I mean, uh, this should – like, Chad Ryland should win the kicking job. Right. If you drafted a guy in the fourth round, that guy should win the kicking job. It shouldn't really even be close. Well. See, unlike your basketball takes, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Paul's trolling the waters <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Stirring the pot. <laughs> no, I mean, he's right. Evan's right. I'm like, how can you take a guy in the fourth round and not have him win the win the job? You well, Roe Ross was the fifth round. <laughs> but it, it, and, and that was a disaster. Disaster. <laughs> yeah. They right? rightfully got called out for that being a I disaster. Chad Ryland isn't a disaster. So of, of, of all the newbies, and I'm including, you know, Free agent signings, Kasicki and Schuster, the rookies. Which player do you think makes the biggest impact first? Gonzo. Christian Gonzalez? I think so. Maybe that's a little lofty, but I was reading a little bit about Tariq Woolen this morning and just, you know, what a good job he did coming right in as a rookie. I think the Patriots will ask more of Gonzalez than the Seahawks ask of, of Woolen, just schematically when they play in probably still a little bit more man than those guys do, but... I think he could do it. I mean, I think he's got the athletic. It's just the, the age, the experience, you know, that that's the thing. And I think that they've got enough depth right now that it isn't crazy if all is well with Jack Jones to say, we're going to start Jack Jones, you know, and Jonathan Jones, maybe have Jalen Mills that, you know, back at safety, but to give Gonzalez a little bit of time. I mean, you hop right into it. I mean, there's no <laughs> there's no rest for the wicked this this year. I mean, I mean with, against with, those receivers with two of Philly. joint practices, I think he'll get enough reps, Gonzalez, to prove he should start, right? Like, Bill, I don't think we'll get to week one and say, I haven't seen enough of him. He, he can't start yet. I think he'll have enough on tape to say, okay, yeah, he, he should start, right? I was just kind of looking at this, though. I mean, it's kind of interesting. None of those three teams they play in the preseason really have one of the alpha dog receivers, though, and then they kind of get thrown into the alpha dog receivers right as the regular season starts. So it, it would have been interesting just to see them go up against a team like last year when last you had Devontae Adams. Yeah. And, yeah. and, of course, he just lit maybe everybody they have up. Like some, uh, nothing, but, I agree. You know. Maybe they have some, like, like B-listers, though, like yeah, Christian, Christian Watson, Watson and, and Traylon Burks yeah. are kind of like – the yeah. B-list version of what you're hoping Christian Gonzalez like is going to go guys. up against. So, yeah. uh, Traylon Burks is, t- I mean, the Tennessee thinks he's into uh, A.J. Brown. So, like, it, it's maybe there's a little bit something to be said for, let's not put him against Devontae Adams in, no, in training camp well, right then away. Then we're going to come on and be like, oh, he shut down Traylon Burks in yeah. practice well, and you get to the regular season. A lot of people like, shut down So, A.J. Brown is actually better than Traylon Burks is, <laughs> you know, once yeah. he has to face him against Traylon Burks. Yeah. yeah, and I think he'll have – 
I think it'd be up to Bill, obviously, but I, I don't really see why he wouldn't have an opportunity to start. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. not going to be like I don't – I mean, it's the same as any other year, and you have rookies start. I, I mean, I would one. think that the plan would be to have him, him start, him but he's, he's still got to prove himself. Well, and that's yeah. just – I would speak say this to the bigger philosophy of this team that goes back to all the calls that we got last week. Play the young guys. Like, you don't – you need to find stars. You need to find – like – that's, yeah. I guess, kind of like nothing against Godshaw, Lawrence Guy, but like we've seen it with them. We know what Lawrence Guy, like Lawrence Guy is going to come back this year and all of a sudden be playing at another level. Like at best, we're hoping he's, you know, can hang on for a couple more years. And that's why I brought up Andrews, Guy, those th- those kinds of players. I think you can look at and say, how close is the guy that's pushing him? How close is the young guy to the veteran in terms of on field? And if it's really close. That's a way you can build some depth on your roster, um, you know, in the future as well. But, you know, I, I like the idea of, of just turning it over to, to some of the younger talent and figuring out in, in, in doing that, you can't just let them all leave either. Like if you want to say like, oh, Michael, when you we, we went down that high priced guard road before and it didn't work well for us and they let him go. OK, I can hear that, but you can't let him go and Uche go and Duggar go and just say, well, we're starting all over again. you got to identify somebody that you like. Yeah. 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 And, I think that and I'm not telling you which one it is. I'm just saying somebody. Right. But there's – and I think there's a number of players on the roster that you kind of know what you got. And are we still on an upward trajectory with, with those players anymore? And if not, is there a younger player, like to your point, that maybe – okay, maybe Keon White isn't as great as Dietrich Wise. But – and I love Dietrich Wise as a guy. But the second but I feel close. like Keon yeah. White – has surpassed him or has a higher like has some potential that might be better than I think he's got to be in there as much as much as I like Dietrich Wise but you know I think you'd say that kind of about Andrews too David Andrews you know like certainly really solid player the line struggles when he's not in there he's got leadership but is he you know an elite center right now is he going to be an elite center I don't know you know so the faster they can try to get guys in there to find stars, that's that's what they need. That's what everybody calls about. To me, the, the guy I'm looking for to really step it up, and I think he has upside, is Christian Barmore. You know, I think he can really make an impact if if he can, you know, play more consistently to the flashes that we've seen in the past. Absolutely. And stay healthy. That's he a big be part hungry. of it. He should be hungry. I mean, everybody was predicting a breakout year for him last year, and, and he was, you know, he got injured. And I mean, I think it was a couple different things. Was it just the, one? The knee was the big one. The yeah. knee. So. You know, but, like, I think if, if he plays to what we think he can be, that's huge. That's huge. To have that, you know, dominant force in the middle – Oh. It's not one of those like premium positions we always talk about, like that that kind of get all the hype. But I, I I think it maybe should be. I mean, it, it's just nothing more impactful than an interior rusher who can get to the quarterback without having to get around the edge. And you know, you get one of those disruptive handful guys, and you go against a team that maybe has a backup guard in one week or a backup center. And you know, the, the tantalizing thought is Keon White paired with Barmore. You know, not just having Barmore do what you said, but Having another powerful guy on the other side that's going to be, you know, a, a different kind of problem, but an equal problem against the pass, especially in early downs where I well, think they, I mean, you, know, you, you look at the greatest player who ever played, Tom Brady, and if he had a kryptonite, it was when there was consistent pressure up the middle that didn't allow him to step up. Now, of course, he didn't have the mobility that yeah. other guys do to like just go off, but even with a guy like Mahomes, if he can disrupt timing. That's part of the job. That's you're halfway there, you know, um, and there's no better way to do that than to show them that there's no way to there's nowhere to go straight ahead, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's a good point. I mean, obviously, with with some guys now, they're going to get out of the pocket, and that's where they want to be. Like, you know, what's it going to look like with Jalen Hurts? Uh, you know, week one when are they they broke the pocket in under two seconds, but now he just ran for forty yards because he's got that gear. It's a balance, but I, I just I don't think you're ever going to say we don't want interior pressure. Like as much as some of the other guys are two gapping and holding, and you know, build the wall and right. you know, keep him in the pocket and that kind of thing. Like I just. If you're in the middle, I don't think there's any time you're like, whoa, 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 don't don't push the guard back into the quarterback's lap. We don't want that. Like, <laughs> right. you want that every time. I, I mean, I get it with the edge rushers. You don't want them running behind the quarterback and getting out of the play and all that. But I just wonder with Barmore, how much does can they help him by by changing his role a little bit? Because the last two years he's been pretty frequently the most double teamed amongst the most double teamed interior guys in the league like up there with with pretty much everybody besides Aaron Donald who just gets doubled on every play but there that role it's not it's not because Barmore not to take anything away from him but Adam Butler was also among some of the most double team guys in the league because that's the role that they play where they're just trying to get him to just occupy guys in the middle of the line personally I don't think that that's using Barmore to the best of his ability now, but you get guys like Dietrich Wise or Daniel Aquale who then get hot because they get all these one-on-ones, right? Because Barmore is getting attention. Judon's getting attention. At what point do you try to line up Barmore in spots to get him the one-on-one? Not to have him draw attention, not to have him be a decoy, but have him to be the guy that can actually go one-on-one and get the quarterback because to me he's still your best interior pass rusher by a a long shot and if he's just out there getting double teamed every single time because that's the role that he's playing within the scheme it kind of takes away from from his impact a little bit I mean would you move him out to the edge like I I mean you know what the what the Rams tend to do with with Donald is they put him at the three technique and when you put him at the three it, it it makes it harder to double him and if you do double him then you're really exposing yourself someplace else on the line so maybe that's it but like those uh you know the five technique the playing him at the nose or the shade like those spots are either easy to double team or you're not really in a true pass rushing set in the five technique because you're straight up over the tackle so you put him in a gap and, and let him then pin his ears back is probably the best way to get away from it but it's it's not something that they do a ton of they, they don't do a ton of three technique and, and pass rushing packages they, they tend to to have those linebackers that stand up all around the ball, and then they have that one guy in the middle. Well, so. like Bill's philosophy in the, in the defensive front has always been more conservative. Like, you, th- you kick, take a guy like Richard Seymour on another team with a different defensive philosophy. He might have been, you know, up there with the sack leaders every year, but that Bill doesn't want that. He's never wanted that. You yeah, know? I've had some good conversations with Barmore about it because the, – He's played a lot of two gap in, in this system, and he's played a lot of five technique in the system. And it's not what he did at Alabama. It's not what he's totally used to. Um, he he was somebody that they would put him in there and, and tell him to shoot gaps, like just get in the backfield and make plays. Right. And now they've kind of put him in a in this system, and it's worked. It's not like it's he's a, a bad player, but is he really hitting his ceiling well, that's in like, the role like, that like they're asking? People say like play? if Warren Sapp was on the Patriots, he never would have had all that. Those sacks that he had, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well. Like, because they wouldn't, they'd have him doing other things, which is that right or wrong? I don't know. I, I like, that's a, I mean, it's a great, it's one of the like, age old questions I feel like with Belichick schematically. And I mean, I, I mean, I thought Dominic Easley was kind of that guy, like just a, get, a pure get off guy. That's like, what he just, wanted. Boom. That's what Bill you know? wanted him to be. Yes. Yeah. So he did, you know, he does see value in that, but I just don't know if it's ever more than yeah. I mean, third down. Third down. Who are yeah. we to, 
you know, obviously, <laughs> t- like question the way Bill does it. But I would argue that you're right, Fred. What you're touching on is, yeah, if you had Warren Sapp and you chose to play it the same way you play it with everybody, if you know Warren Warren Sapp, Daniel Laquale, same same, that's not good coaching. Like I think yeah. Christian Barmore is different than Adam Butler, to use Evan's example from a few minutes ago. Right. And you should adjust accordingly. Yeah. Because I think he's the kind of guy that could be disruptive if given more opportunities to just sort of be aggressive and shoot gaps, like Evan said. But I don't think Bill does it that way. I'm not telling you yeah. that he's wrong before I, anybody I, starts yeah. yelling and, at me. No, well, I, I like, and I'm, I'm not, not either because there's so many, so much data that suggests that yeah. what they do works. Like, I mean, they were, what, first in the league and second in the league in sacks last year. They're up there in pressure rate every year. But they just get pressure from their edge guys and, and then from second-level guys blitzing. Like, they don't get their pressure. Schemes. Right. They, they do a great yeah. job of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I would say, too, though, Fred, just to maybe disagree with you a little bit. Like, I, in some ways, I feel like Seymour was an ideal fit for what they did because I don't know exactly what his fit is, you know, in a more traditional kind of 4 3 defense where, you know, the way Bill played him, where you could just use his size and his power. And you weren't you weren't asking him to run as much. You weren't asking him to be you know to be quick. You were just asking him to absolutely dominate offensive tackles every day. And that was, you know, I think in some ways I think that did play into his into what he did best. I, I wonder now how he would fit because I think now he's almost even more of an ideal player doing that kind of thing inside on early downs, like what they do with Guy and Godshaw, where they have you know two big interior space eater guys and then they kind of play with everybody else. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'd just be curious to see what another coach would say about how Seymour would have fit but in, I just, a, in a more traditional defense. Correct me if I'm wrong. Paul would probably remember. But when he got traded to the Raiders, didn't, like, he shoot up in sacks immediately? Yeah, I can look it up for you. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think that he was ever, a like, a double-digit sack guy or no. anything like that. He wasn't really a big sack guy in college. That's yeah. why a lot of people didn't like to pick. That's true. Included. That's true. But he was, he was so dumb, like, I just know, like, the numbers weren't ever there, like, game to game. Yeah. But you listen to the opposing coaches and players, and that's where you know that Seymour, he must be doing something right because everyone thinks he's a problem. Yeah. Everyone right. thinks he's a problem. And he made the Hall of Fame, so he did, yeah. I mean, everybody did something <laughs> right. Oh, he, he was a problem. There's right. no doubt yeah. about that. <laughs> I mean, the scheme. It, so I it mean, didn't shoot up. It didn't yeah. shoot up. His no. two highest sack years were with the Patriots. In 03 and 08, he had eight sacks. Uh, and then he went when the Raiders, he had four, five and a half, six, and three. Okay. Which is just interesting to me because that decade, they were just a pure 3 4 defense, pretty much. Like, that was what they played, you know. The Patriots. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then they'd pull a lineman, they'd pull the nose tackle, they'd put a nickel on, and that was their two packages, pretty much. Well, yeah. They would put Jarvis you know? Green in. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Was, he was the guy interior that was, rusher that was instead Dominic of the Easley. nose tackle. Yeah. And right. a 3 4, your linebackers yep. are the ones that are going to, or your outside guys are the ones that yeah. are going to get the sacks. So I, yeah. I mean, great player. It's hard to say like Richard Seymour. What could have been? Just so <laughs> much, like really, like a freak of an athlete too. Like you know, you you say like he'd be like Lawrence Guy, and no, he's so much better than those. Oh like, yeah. so much more athletic oh, than those I, guys. I mean, I mean, just the position but, he played right, is what he, they do. But you know? to Fred's point, if you asked him to do, to be more than that, I think he could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do I think he would have been like a fifteen sack guy? No, like I don't, speed rusher. Yeah, no, he was a power guy. Yeah, that's what he that's what he won with. And you know, as great as he was, I don't think he always played a hundred to a hundred percent. 
Like I think sometimes he took time off. Remember that on game? The field. Remember that game that he got he got benched in the first quarter. I'll never forget it. Um, he, and then he, he came into the his game. His dad and died. Like, he where did that guy come from? His father died. He didn't keep in touch with the team in terms of when he was coming back or wh- when he said he was going to come back. He didn't do it. He was late a couple days. So Bill basically benched him for a quarter against Jacksonville. Yeah. And when he came in, he was like a man possessed he like, just killed him. oh my god well, like yeah. I never seen it like he was just ferocious and I'm like, like my god 06, if he, 07, if he you know, played no, like that every 07, play because I would remember that in Jacksonville game. no it was here yeah. here. It was here yeah like he just was just destroying people he was so pissed off <laughs> no but it was like a Seymour destroy like you could go <laughs> right. back and look at the, the thing he probably had like three tackles and, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like you wouldn't know by the stats but he just made right. every play for just like carnage on the field for like two series and we were just like looking and you know when he used to he used to do this thing with his shoulder when he was feeling good about himself he would oh, kind of yeah. like that yeah, that yeah, yeah. He would like hit his, and you could tell like he's. Right. It was like the Seymour shake, strike. yeah. You know, and you could tell that he was like, you, you want you want to bench me some more, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably in retrospect was the beginning of the end, but, yeah. <laughs> but oh god, he came out like a man on fire. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. It's all on the table. I guess even the Celtics. We got no, into be a f- careful though ferocious yeah. argument. You might throw I'm, some gas on I'm, a fire that I'm is. Calm. I'm out. Yeah, I'm calm. Right. Evan says he's out, but I bet anyone could call in and get him back in if you really I'll, wanted. I'll, to. I'll <laughs> bet anything that too because I thought to myself, it doesn't matter to me as much as everybody else. So I'm going to be out. And no, then listen, five minutes later, I was. Evan famous, was playing so. the role of Fred many times <laughs> yes. when I was just like in a corner defending the Patriots or. A certain player on the it's Patriots. True. Oh, you know? I thought you right. meant trolling. No, not trolling, but like, you know. <laughs> That's just playing the role of Fred. In, in the corner, just being pummeled and just like, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Fighting my way out of the corner. <laughs> it's fine. I feel great. Some of us have loyalty. <laughs> Is this I didn't want to mansplain like, basketball to this kid. It's not a matter of loyalty. It's, it's one of my all-time favorite Alex lines. Watching what's going on. Is this what it looks like when he does this to me? A little bit. Because he kind of gave me the side eye that he usually gives you. <laughs> when he's about to do this to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the uh, calls and emails. We'll start with Anthony in Seattle. What's up, Anthony? Anthony. Hey, what's up, my people? Hey. Hey, hey long time no talk. Hey, I'm going to be quick today. All right. Listen, I got a bold prediction here. I am bullish on the Patriots, and I'm so bullish on them. I got us winning the whole thing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Tell us why. Go get a tattoo. Go get a tattoo. I, I, saw, I, I saw the Christian Gonzalez video. I get it. I, I know it's a lot know. of overreactions and everything. Listen, I usually don't react to stuff like that, but mark me down as an overreactor because it goes back to one of those PFWisms you guys use it all the time. You know it when you see it. Listen, this kid. For example, I love Jack Jones. I absolutely love that kid. As much as I love him, he don't look like that. This this kid's different. Wait and a minute. That I think Christian Gonzalez is going to give us that. L- listen, I love it, but you. St- are Christian. we talking about the twenty second clip of him catching <laughs> it the ball? Five it, it was wasn't even five 20. seconds. It was five seconds. Is that the clip you're talking about, yeah. Anthony? Yep. The twenty yep. seconds. So that's it. That's all it took. Can I just play along for okay. a second okay. here? Yeah. 
Like, let's just say Christian Gonzalez turns out to be Deion Sanders. That's putting you in the Super Bowl? That, that, you're winning the Super Bowl because you got let the best cornerback well, in football? Let me finish. All right. Oh. I think he gives us that alpha, that alpha dog corner that we've been needing. He yeah. bumps everyone else down a peg. Yeah. We got I'm, a lot I'm, of I'm on board. Dugger, uh, Judon, Judon, what have you. I think we suddenly see this defense look good against everyone, not just the bad team. Okay. I'm still and, uh, on board. Okay, I'm still trying to get to the Super Bowl. Now to the offense. All right. Okay, yeah. On the other side of the ball, listen. Now this is all hope, but I'm gonna hope. <laughs> okay. All right? I got, I got, I got, uh, I got Billy O and, and and Matt. I got him catching a little magic every year. So a team catches magic and 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 exceeds expectations. You know, Philly last year, nobody expected them to be that good. So why not us this year? Let's, True. Let's, I want to see the offense be be uh, good, not great. The defense be great, not good, and let's go ahead and put a season together, get in the playoffs, and then once you get in the playoffs, let's go for the whole thing, baby. I know there's going to be some teams better, but it doesn't mean we can't beat them in a one-game series with Bill Belichick as a coach. I got Patriots okay. winning this year's Super Bowl. All right. I know it's two or three years. Uh, too early, but I got us winning it, baby. Let's okay. go. All right. I just can't get on this level of optimism today. Yeah, but it that just vi- isn't going to be like, a day for people me. People are really hyped up about this one video in particular. I mean, because it was, we know it did. We know it was sexy. Time. I'm not going to lie, but like, let's calm down. It like, also did better than the schedule release video. So it's but, like, but it literally was five people, seconds. Right. It was like, five seconds you know, of five seconds of Patriots <laughs> porn. Exactly. It's like an auto played. Anthony didn't even Anthony didn't even come on and say, "Listen, I've watched every game in Oregon." You know, it's just like just I just saw five seconds, and I know he's <laughs> no, the guy. And, and, <laughs> I can, I could make the yeah, argument you know, you know. for his take of the defense. Yeah. I could, sure. yeah. but like yeah. you know, to like to just throw out his example, Philadelphia. Well, would you know what changed from a playoff team two years ago to Philadelphia to being a Super Bowl team the next year? AJ Brown. I mean, you made significant improvements on offense. Yeah, yeah. like you didn't just like hope everything worked out the next year. Well, so did we. What is the significant improvement they've made on offense? Bill O'Brien, Mike Kosicki. No, those guys are Juju uploaded a video of the Patriots Uh on a TV that people are reading into, so who knows? You mean DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, but (laughs) Mike Kosicki replacing Jonu Smith should be a big improvement. We we should probably talk about DeAndre Hopkins, no? Um, I was going to yeah bring him up because there were some emails that mentioned, so I was going to like okay, you can organically weave that in there. But we, okay. well, we can talk let, about it now. We might as well. Work. You brought it up. It's a pain. I think it's him, organic him, now. Him getting released is not good for the potential, in my opinion, of the Patriots getting him. I agree. Yeah, yeah probably not because he's just going to go. Well, first of all, he doesn't want to come here, according to him. Well, yeah, now he can right. pick his team, right. A, and more importantly, he can name right. his price. He's going to yeah. go And with for, what yeah. Odell just made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not looking at him um, coming here, but it, the reports do say that the Patriots are interested. I don't know if that's accurate. I mean, it's, it's easy to speculate that we would be. I saw know. a report that Kansas City and Buffalo were the only two teams that made uh, significant trade offers. Oh, yeah? Serious trade offers. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I think that was Breer. I don't know if, if the report is true. Yeah. I mean, the I Patriots should be cutting him a blank check. You're going to get him for – you don't even have to give up anything in a trade for him now. Right. You know, and the one thing the Patriots can do is outbid Kansas City and Buffalo. Like, they have, yep. they have the cap space to outbid both teams. If you structure the contract correctly, you could give DeAndre Hopkins a pretty significant contract – that Kansas City and Buffalo just can't match. You know, it, it's it's a uh, impossible. 
yeah. from a salary cap perspective. And if you're the Patriots, this is the exact kind of move that you should be absolutely all in on. Like, I would pay him whatever he wants to get him to come here. And I think eventually money does talk for everybody. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, you outbid everybody and you can get him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And, and that's what sudden, I would do. All of a sudden, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah. It's the exact type of move that they that they need and they should be thinking of making. Maybe it doesn't work out because of his age and because and of the recent injuries and things like that, but it's worth the risk. At the very least, too, I think it gives you going into Mac's contract your next off or when yeah. you need to make a decision on Mac, like it's just a, such a truer test of him. It's, he has DeAndre Hopkins. Like there's no excuse there. You're right. going to know what you're getting out of your quarterback. It's a nice message to Mac, too, so, of like, here's. And, 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 you got and, and Alex, when you frame it that way, is it worth what you pay DeAndre Hopkins to get that true vision? I of think Mac? it is. You I know, mean, it, would you rather maybe still not be sold on Mac yeah. this time next year? Except the difference is you got to right. pay him, and right. you don't know if you want to. And maybe there's nothing else better out there, so you kind of get stuck into signing a guy you're not sold on. I don't know. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at That's with it. Is that, like, it. there's probably nothing better out there. Uh, at like Jerry Judy's not getting traded. Uh, I there's no Tyreek Hill trade falling out of the sky that we didn't know was coming. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this off season. So the, Hopkins is the best guy out on the market, and you can pay him in year one a whole lo- load of money that these contenders can't bid with you on. Right, and then get out. You know, make sure that you have an out in the contract after a year or two. Right. Like, don't don't give him a five-year deal but right, now you front load it and, right yeah. you give him a three-year you know 50 60 million dollar deal he's not going to get that from anybody else yeah. um, I, just, I do wonder like just what is really is the relationship with bill o'brien what is that all right now currently and yeah. how much of an impact there does is, that have? There is i love the move for buffalo though i mean i think if you're buffalo at this point what kansas city? you know absolutely kansas city i guess i'm a little bit too enamored with patrick mahomes and i'm like i don't know he'll probably do it without <laughs> without having to take that risk um but I, I yeah, but I you mean, don't want to do to him, yes, and I hate to yes. say it, what we did to Brady, and just assume he's always going to do it on yeah, his own. I, I think I those know? two teams no, are in the same right, exact right. spot. They yeah. both have number one guys. Like I mean, it's Kelsey instead of a wide receiver for Kansas City, but they both have yeah. the guy. Now, how do you want to? Do you want to just keep making the quarterback do it all, or do you want to give him a little bit right. of help? Yeah, I just like and and you know like say what you want about Schuster, but didn't he have seventy catches last year? More. More, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not almost like he was... Almost a, like a Jacoby Myers type Right, year. so it's not like they lost nothing by him leaving. They still have to make up that up, yeah. you know? I just feel like the the Patriots are far more desperate to make a DeAndre Hopkins move mm-hmm. than these they other teams. Be. And so that's my point, is they yeah. should be more desperate. And honestly, the, there's no excuse for them to not make a serious run at him. Like, yeah. he's he's a free agent. You're not giving up a, a second-round pick to get him anymore, so you can't use that as an excuse. Right. He's a free agent on the market, a wide receiver for a wide receiver-needy team that has cap space to spend on it. Like, there's just really no All the competition argument. in the division now. Yeah. Need to answer. Um, speaking of NFL stories, um, what do you make of this Jimmy Garoppolo waiver, <laughs> Brady <laughs> owner? Uh, are we the Brady owner thing have to do with it? Well, he's there, and if this guy can't play, maybe I want to come so. back for a year. Well, you can't do that and do both. What do you mean? They have like to the Brady owner thing has, can't have anything to do with it. No, I'm not saying it has anything to do with it, but it could just be a you know, coincidence. Like, is Garoppolo, like, again, forgive me for enjoying my Memorial Day weekend. I, I pulled an error. How could yeah. you? I'm not going to lie. I pulled they an error over out, the weekend. If, if his too. foot isn't is right. Is he not going to be able to play? No. But like, didn't he have surgery, like, in March? No, but he signed a waiver yeah. that if his foot isn't 
you know, he didn't have a physical. And, right, yeah. And so he if, signed an injury waiver. Which was news in March. Yeah. Which I don't know why so this is all if, of a sudden if becoming the foot because somehow football isn't right. Is. They can get out oh, of that contract. Okay. You know? See, this is what happens <laughs> when I take, take part so in the So, pro football talk, this is a whole Big J battle right watch now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because yeah. pro football talk thinks that he was first to report this. Even though it was pretty oh. clear that something went wrong with the physical yeah. back in March when he delayed his, uh, yes. his press conference. And everybody started writing about it. Yeah, yeah. But nope, uh, Mike Florio broke this news. Don't tell him otherwise. He's but, I mean, humorless. has anything changed in terms of his health, I guess, is my question. Not so much the, the contract yeah. status. Oh, I don't know. But the, the yeah, the, con- the contract changed because he failed yeah. his physical. Right. Yeah. But my, but my point is. No new news. Like he's still expected to be able to play like in training camp, yeah. right? All the like change, they knew he had no, but surgery if, yeah. but when if, they signed him. But if he comes out and that foot gets injured again, it's the same injury, I think they can get out of the contract. Yeah, but that, all, that's like, all that's changed. I know, like, and I know that, that's great for the team, and I, and I get that. That's money they don't have to pay. I, I get it. Yep. That, that's important to the team. But they expect him to be able to play. Like normal, right? They're yes. not, gonna, they're not yeah. getting rid of him, right? No. Yeah, they expect him to be able to play, but yeah. that's really all it is. Is okay. that the the guaranteed before injury is less than it was in March? That's yeah. it. Yeah. So that's the only yeah. quote unquote news, right? Yes. Okay. Which everybody told you in March. <laughs> that's what I. I Careful. mean, that's kind of what I remembered. But he's yeah. going to come for me. But it's now gonna, Brady's oh, there. He came for Andy. He came for Andy. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Brady aura. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Very thin skin. I, I don't really like understand why. We, it's not. I know you're just put, doing the bit over there right now, but <laughs> I, yeah, everybody I'm else get that correlation. Everybody else is just really trying to get Brady to unretire. <laughs> like every single time you see like something, like it's always like, well, like Brady could play. Like it's like, why? Why do we have to make him unretire? Like why is this such a thing? I just, I really hope he just doesn't go down like the Brett Favre like path. I, I really hope where, he where he's retiring and unretiring, yeah, and retiring I, I and unretiring. Like, come on. Well, he did kind of do that already. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. He's already no, like one foot in the keep door. Doing it, right? And then what's going to happen on opening day against Philadelphia? He's not even going to be there now. Right. He's yeah. got a game now. Like he's when the Raiders, uh, when, when this all started to come out about him taking ownership of the Raiders, Ben Volen immediately is like, "Well, this is going to make it more difficult for him to play." It's like he said he's playing, like. <laughs> Why do we have to make a play? Oh, troll. Uh, uh, I'm just in a bad mood. No, I'm that's sorry. all right. That's okay. Right. Why? Letting why? it all oh, out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, emails at webradio at patriots.com. Uh, Mr. Flyballs, that's what he calls himself. Oh. Uh, we need an ex receiver. Parker just ain't cutting it. Hopkins actually makes a lot of sense since he already knows the system, and we're one of four teams that has an opening at ex receiver. I would definitely only sign him to a one year deal with half of that being a void year in 2024, and with a PED stipulation, of course. The kid can... You think you're going to sign him with all of these stipulations? Not a chance. Also, we have a bleeping rat. Find him and bleeping cut him. (laughs) Set a tone for the bleeping season. (laughs) Talking about the... The uh, only way the Patriots are getting DeAndre Hopkins is if they offer him a bag. He's not coming here for a one-year half guarantee incentive. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, this clause, that clause, like that's not happening. Okay, uh, let's see. Andre from New Jersey just want to start by saying apologies to Deuce because I'm about to begin some Celtics talk. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Nope, not doing it. I'm gonna go taking the, the headphones off. <laughs> all right. Now I am no fan of the team, just like watching good fundamental basketball and Celtics are not that at all. Oh, he just goes on. No. Um, <laughs> not entertaining yeah. this conversation. No, I mean, we had 
it's it's just a bad day here in Boston. Evan was there last night. Yeah, Thank actually. you. Thanks, and, uh, Deuce. It was him that, that he spilled some water on the floor there on the first play. And no, actually, do you know what what did happen? And I held it. Evan get court all, 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 all day long. I the the vibes I were off. Like I knew that I, I was like, this is doesn't feel good. I I don't like. I'm really feeling bad about this game. We get there. And the guy that sits next to us, uh, my dad has season tickets to Celtics. The guy that sits next to us sell, sold his seats. He must have been gone for Memorial Day weekend. Ooh. Two Heat fans oh. sit down next to us in the seats. And I'm just sitting there all day long. I had a bad feeling. I was like, oh, they're, they're, this is totally them to blow this <laughs> after coming back and uh, you know, ruined my life. And, and that, it was, as soon as the Heat fans sat down next to us, I was like, bad sign i was yeah. like we should just leave like this is this is already over were they chirping the whole game yeah. or were they were they? She, they, they 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 were actually pretty good because it, it went so poorly that i think that they were afraid of for their lives yeah. if they got too rowdy uh, about it so they they were they were the place was fine. loud though huh oh it was deafening Until well the pregame they couldn't even hear themselves talking yeah, yeah it was it was what we was, came ready to play. Not, well, the team did not. <laughs> what was the energy like, though, with each ensuing missed three-pointer? Because um, that, would, to me, just well, seemed like so, what took the, the air out of their sails. So to, to everybody else's point, my, my, my dad's a, a big-time Celtics fan, obviously. And, uh, you know, he's a fundamental basketball guy through and through. So every single game I go to him, he yells at me about why they're taking so many threes. Like, why do they keep – like, why are they and doing this? Me you know, so. and he's like – you know, he's like, when I – back in my day, right, like, you know – did they have the three-pointer? It, it, it was, you know, you, you wanted to make layups. You didn't want to make threes. You wanted to get easy shots. You didn't want to take 26-footers. And I, I don't even try to explain, like, the analytics of it all anymore of why this is the league now because he's not wrong. Like, when you're 0 from 12 from 3 and you just keep chucking it, like, that's probably not the right. best strategy. And I think that that's the but one thing. But if you're 35% from 3 and you're – 48% from two, right. it comes out or yeah. something like that. Well, right. Yeah. But this is a lot of math for, right. for him in right. the moment when he's screaming at them that's to stop how, shooting threes. In all seriousness, <laughs> that's how the Heat almost won game six. Yeah. The Heat couldn't make a shot in game six, but they made some threes. Yeah. Right. Like they shot 34% or something like that in game six right. and had the lead with 0.1 seconds left yep. only because they made a handful of threes. Yep. If I was and the Celtics couldn't make any And threes. because the yeah. Celtics didn't take advantage of being in the bonus for what felt like the entire well, they also, they also, second half. God forbid fair, they go to the hoop. Free throws they down the stretch. Blew like, a ten point lead helps. with like three minutes. Three later. minutes left. Yeah. Mar- Marcus playing you, drop kick. Yeah. No, you're the one I thought of, Paul. You're the one I thought of um, when I watched Sports Center for Game Six, and I saw they gave the last big shot to your boy. Oh, and, they didn't give it to him. He yeah, just decided I'm going. Did he just take it? That's I mean, what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted the. I love. I love the post game with Missoula. He says that they ask him what the thought process was. You know, obviously we're looking to get the ball to to Jason. Um, but we felt like we had an opportunity to get the ball in, take a couple of dribbles. No, 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 no. Take a couple of dribbles. No, we're just going to take the ball facing the other basket and just turn around and throw it up. And then somehow it hit the rim, and everybody's like, he almost made it. <laughs> He's the only guy in NBA history that can be credited for almost making a shot. This is what I knew I was going to get yeah, Friday no. when, I, when I watched Derek Sports Center. Thank like, God, I Derek White. I mean, like, that was an unbelievable play by Derek yeah, White. It was. No, he was. And last night he was the Yesterday one. I actually too, watched the only one that cares. But in the past – if a Celtic made that play, oh, you know. They, from there, 
it, we're going to win it's it all. Destiny. And, and destiny. that was, and that was not the whole, that was the whole feeling in the pregame show. True. The whole pregame show, they were acting like it was just like they just had to go out there and finish this monumental task. And like, well, if I was, they, I'm going to kind of did. Out, yeah. They kind of did have yeah. to just go out there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. well, did you guys think that? In all seriousness, I, I'm just curious how you guys were thinking going into the game. No, Mike, I, I'll leave no. you up because I know you probably. No, I, I, I knew they had. I knew the Heat were going to come. I was nervous. I had an odd confidence. But if I was a Heat fan, I would have been pissed. You know how Patriots fans? Oh, the announcers. I would be pissed because it was all Celtics well, I all think that's the time. When, yeah. when Evan was getting mad at me in all seriousness before the show, I think that was Evan's point was that no one's given Miami right. any respect. I think at one point, um, who, who was the uh, play-by-play guy? Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan said, you know, about who the Celtics. He, he said, hopefully they'll start hitting those threes. Like, who's hoping for that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've never heard an announcer actually yeah. say but, that. But that's how pitiful game. it was to watch. <laughs> Just brick, brick, watch, brick, brick. Like, brick. So many like I just can't get over the fact, like, the whole game unfolds whatever. I knew they were, literally, when they weren't up by 10, five minutes into the game, I knew they were going to be in for a a struggle. But to score 15 points in the first quarter of a game seven was just beyond anything, any nightmare I envisioned. And they started off good, too, and they just let the heat climb back. It was 9-4. They had... It was just, um, yeah, I give Miami credit. I will fully admit that I thought that oh the Heat's an eight seed you know that they, they their roster talents nowhere near the Celtics I'm not like gonna do a 180 Paul don't worry but that Miami yeah. team is an absolute cockroach like they just do not I totally agree give they, away like it, it's because they have dogs no we I, do not and I do but see, I, I, see that's, but that's not, where I I agree more with Al like 100 yeah. you know in, in terms of that but we can leave our argument off there <laughs> off there oh, it's um, no no but I, but, but to that point like I and I get annoyed sometimes with some of the the cliches that everybody leans on but that heat culture thing is legit yeah, Jimmy like, Butler wasn't even the best player. They we but, got beat but by they, three people who were Spolster in the D League. Convinced those guys, like I can imagine, like I can almost hear the despair in ninety nine percent of professional coaches after a loss like that in Game Six. Yeah, like almost like written all over a guy's face. We blew our chance, like, and he immediately said, "What an unbelievable opportunity we have." To play in the game seven with a chance to go to the finals, yeah. I don't think that was fake. Yeah, no. As a Celtics, I don't think fan, he was faking it. That Miami team drives me up a wall. I hate every single player on that Miami team because they are the anti-Celtics. Like they they have nowhere near as much talent from top to bottom, but their attitude and their their will and their want to. If the Celtics played as hard as Miami did. They would win and the title. And that's my whole go, point that away. you're that's arguing why, that, with that's me. What we is are, that yeah, that's they what don't we have about. the heart. Yeah. They're not dogs. They're not scrappy enough. And I do, I just, we were running the ball through our seventh man last night. And, and, I, and I didn't Tatum have a better alternative. Who else just, do you want them to run I'm, the ball okay, through? Okay, Tatum was yeah. on one leg. I'm not doing this because soft like just soft i saw him they became okay. within three. I, I can't like they really came, are, if that's what your argument came, is going to be okay is that evan it? they came blame all you want say whatever you want about his ankle he was in the game down the stretch and it came close again i think someone got it in to like five within five or seven points so seven, tatum yeah. drives to the hoop monster dunk everyone's happy we have a chance again like you're fine now because you have a chance now you want to try 
And but in, in fairness, he did seem to land funny, and he he <laughs> was he was limping right after that. So dunk. if you have to play through it, like I don't know, you're already out there yeah. playing through it. Just go all Those out, the like do that, or die. That, that's that kind of how I feel. If it's so bad, do if it. it's like Brogdon and you can't right. play, then don't play. But instead, he had but a built-in excuse all all game since he hurt himself. Like at the end of the day, I I'm if you if you want to take the blame if because you want to take I shots at Jalen. Then I can hear the Jaylen, shots. Jalen, my shots aren't even okay for radio because it'd be unprofessional. He can't <laughs> dribble the ball. We literally every Celtics playoff series game or we all of our elimination games have been squandered by Jalen Brown dribbling the ball up to his shoulder, driving to the hoop way too late. Should have driven probably earlier in the game. But when he finally decides to do it, it's into four guys. He's dribbling the basketball up at his shoulder. He has no handle. He has no and it's getting awareness. stripped. I'm all seeing, of I'm my, our eighteenth banner has been stripped. Literally, you, wait, literally, also, and figuratively, year after year after year. All right. Uh, I agree with Alex on, on Jalen Brown, by the way. All right. Way. Paul's Foods <laughs> here. We're going to take a break. We'll get back to Patriots mind. right after this. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. 
but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zell? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. And now, great moments in history. I have to be honest, he thoroughly confuses me almost every time he calls. <laughs> like, what, what on, the, on the Monday? What, like, what Monday? Yesterday? Maybe a week from Monday that there's no official practice scheduled, but there might be a secret practice of some sort that we would when it, be like at, that has we been will be yet. live during the two Panthers Tuesday practices, and Wednesday, which is Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. Like we always, I mean, since we started doing the joint practices, we've always right done live during the joint practices. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I don't know. Might be a me thing. Any any camp that we practice, we go to, we'll have a camp cast wrap at very at the very least. Paul gets very defensive when anyone asks him, "Are you going to be doing any work?" <laughs> he gets very defensive. Well, we do lots of work. Like, are you going to continue the the camp cast? It's like, no, you know, no. We decided this year we're going to only only half a camp. We're going to do like we're not going to do the rest. God knows. He knows. He knows. We got him. That's another great moment from. All right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. It's Deuce, Alex, Evan, Paul, me, Matt in the booth. Paul's still eating. What you got there, buffalo buffalo tenders? BBQ. Don't call them wings if they don't have bones. No. Nope. Barbecue wings. Um, 
Well, see, Alex in Raleigh writes in, in the last show, Fred made a great point about the team's ownership, and it what? got me fired up for this year. I think the Patriots could surprise us this year and have a great season. Right now, I have the optimism of Fred and Paul's. It always works out for the Patriots' feeling. Uh, the team at least gets to the playoffs and wins a game. As of right now, I feel the moves we made this offseason improved our team in both playmaking and coaching. If it all works out for the Patriots, they could get off to a hot start in the first month and a half of the season. I also agree with Evan. The second things go wrong with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, he will mentally check out. So there you go. I hope so. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you see him at the Taylor Swift concert? Looked like he was uh, getting his dance on. Yeah. He I, was rocking out. I think he, he made – I saw he made a lot of fans on Twitter because of that. Like, oh, I, I like Aaron Rodgers now. Well, the Jets <laughs> All made, the Swifties. The, the Jets made yeah. a video like we did, and he came prepared – as Mac did too, and I. But I think Aaron might even be a bigger fan. I can't lie. Whoa! Don't tell Sophie. Um, did you see uh, Josh Allen? I think is dating Haley Steinfeld. Very yes. happy about. So this. he's going Hollywood now. I Love feel it. like this I is am, you know. I'm extremely. I'm good. not even being good for us. sarcastic. <laughs> I am be. I am really uh, uh, happy about this. Yeah. This is uh, this is a w- <laughs> an exact way to to just take his mind off of football yep. and start dating a hot actress. Right? Like, go for it, Josh. Who Go do he? it, Sophie. Haley, Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. She um, who was that? She was in. She was in Pitch um, Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, she was in that. She was also in um, a remake of True Grit, which I uh, that's a remake. That? I think yeah, that was a, John that Wayne was, had the first one. Yeah, right? yeah. So and uh, she played the little girl. I hope I'm not messing that up because I confused no, that no, one no, with the three ten. No, Yuma she's in too. True Grit. That also. is it. Okay. I just didn't know it was a remake, but she's in yeah, there. yeah. So she no, she's a good. Uh, she was in Bumblebee too. Yeah, no, she's she's. She seems she's to a me, child actress. She's just like she's a really she's cute girl. Now and and she's she seems like she's a very wholesome girl, yeah. despite being a famous actress. She's kind of low key too for an actress. Yeah. So, so she's so. like fits Buffalo. You think you give perfect. her the Buffalo? It's stamp. perfect. Just spend all your off season with her, Josh. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of movies, I agree with Evan. I think I, that's usually the, the beginning of the downfall. <laughs> I was going to call TNT Until last night later, and say, "Listen, if I promise to see <laughs> the Flash, will you stop showing the commercial?" Oh, I know. <laughs> so what do we think of that, Matt? <laughs> Man, you're not, you know, really? enthused about that? I think that? it looks good. He, you, turn your mic on. Uh, First time doing this? Yeah, it's, it doesn't work. Words right. are hard. No, I think f- it's going to suck, but I'm enthused for it. Why? 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 My, my kids too much that. going on? Much going on. They, my, uh, I think they screw up the Flashpoint story. I'm not going to judge Slicey. I don't know. They're like trying to do the Avengers thing and... Matt Morello uh, they, will love it. They're firing it. Ezra Miller it. as the Flash, so this will right. start everything over Matt, again. Matt, you're going to love it. You will love it. I know you'll like it. <laughs> You're going to be like, it was amazing. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I've got tickets for three shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know if I'm going to go see it. Tickets for three shows. Uh, and who okay. is going to see the Barbie movie? I kind of want to. It's getting good reviews in all seriousness. Margot Robbie, sign me up. I like what they're doing. They're like, if you love Barbie, you'll see it. If you hate Barbie, you'll love it. So I thought the trailer looked funny. They just released like the longer trailer, which kind of gives it away, you know, what it is. But I thought Ryan Gosling looked pretty funny. Just dumb look on his face. He seemed like he probably does a pretty good job. Yeah. Ken. I'll see that. I know. probably won't see it, but I won't go to Margot the theater Robbie to see it. Yeah, I'll wait for it on cable. We watched Air, though. Evan watched Air. We I did. Show her, uh, the, the, oh, my God. My yeah. stepdad was so funny yesterday. My mom had a little barbecue, and he was like, oh, you guys, I watched this movie. It's really old, but I think you'll like it. It's about Nike and Michael Jordan. I'm like, that's not an old movie. That just <laughs> finished. He's like, what do you mean? All the cars are from the 80s. I thought it was from the 80s. Oh, I was like, you is didn't notice the planet? picture Who is, who is this it's person? It's a pure 
period piece. It's a period piece. You mean they can just get old cars and put them in current movies and make it look like it was old? Where do they get the parts? How does that happen? We were cracking up. Mike turned into Jackie Mason when he started telling us. Oh, I liked it. Counter Shark 2. You know, I'm a sucker for anything Michael Jordan. Like, that just. I'll watch anything that has to do with him. Last Dance. Viola Davis is an amazing Space actress Jam. too, playing his like, mom. Anything. So I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. I've heard great things. I said to Evan, it's, I mean, that movie was an example to me of how easy it is to make movies now. Like if yeah. you just get a couple couple actors, you know, you have a handful of good actors, and then you have like a green screen and three locations, and then you just shoot a whole movie. Like I don't, you know, that it's not like it used to be. Where we need it's a you huge back in Hollywood to tell these yeah. people need, because I know. I just, but, I, but like, isn't this like so? It, it's that's an Amazon movie. We watch it yeah. on on Prime, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was just in theaters like a month ago, Four, and now it's already in weeks. Prime. And you could tell that Amazon and Netflix, like they're very capable of making award-winning movies because that's all it takes nowadays yeah. is just like give me Matt Damon Ben Affleck and Jason Bateman and, and let's story. make a movie yeah. and Viola Davis and we're, we're or, or just The Rock that's all you need The Rock and a green screen we got <laughs> well, that, we those got movies have higher budgets I think <laughs> but you know these like that movie you're right like it, like how much could that really have cost Amazon there to make so many like, besides paying the like, actors it's obviously. just Matt and Ben in a room I'm like yeah. you could have shot seven like you seven of shot these in scenes Cambridge. just like a woman right did they no, I oh, they didn't have to leave, but they could. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. There's no. But it was great. I, like I it was entertaining. I did see um, a thing on Twitter about you know facts and fiction for air, and oh yeah, you know there was some things that they, they took liberties with, but I mean, yeah, they always do that. You know, based on a true story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we talked succession too. I'm sure there's some people out there who. Yeah, I don't want to wrap get up into succession. Any yeah, too early. You already spoiled too it. Too early, me. but but it's a good show. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eight five five past five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Wow, you guys go from poo to boo to move. You know, Patriots unfiltered, basketball unfiltered, That's movies right. unfiltered. It's the off season, baby. It. Yep, the best is yep. pre-game show or pre-show. Wait till we get to uh, after minicamp. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna blackmail Evan and Paul with that video I took of the fight. <laughs> It's funny that like it worked that it boiled over on that. Like of all the things that we've disagreed upon <laughs> since I got here, it was the Celtics that, the Celtics. that broke us. Yeah, <laughs> the Celtics that took them down. Yeah, it was you guys screaming at each other and me just saying random things like to just stir the pot yeah. more. That's how it's it was good. It I loved it. I loved it. Fred <laughs> had a big grin on his he face did the whole time. <laughs> it's fun, and I was like, "What happened last night? Who won? <laughs> what do you got, Todd?" I don't know. I keep listening. It's a pretty good conversation. Oh, I feel sorry. bad about interrupting. Oh, but, no. uh, on those other stations, I think big? even one of the ones that uh, Paul very much uh, frequents once in a while, they're all up in arms about the Joe Judge still being on the team and how the chemistry could be shot and this and that. How much of a difference do you guys really think it can make? I think he can be managed. I don't think it's going to be as... Yeah, I'm not that upset. Yeah, I'm not that upset that he's still on the team. And, you know, I... like. Just like Patricia, he was put in a really bad position, and like I think Bill, to his credit, and maybe it's you know it's his credit, you know, uh, to a fault, but like he's loyal to people. Like you, did, you did your best for me. I'm not going to just throw you out on the street. And I got to imagine if Patricia hadn't hooked up with another team, he still might be getting paid by this team. You know, I just how many chances is he going to get? What because, do you mean chances? Okay, well last year it wasn't just that he was at a, at a position like there was real issues with him and the players last there, year there was but maybe maybe judge was like this is really bad like the off they shouldn't be doing this maybe it was a, really between him and patricia that was the issue but the, and to the players it maybe. came off like he was butting in maybe but 
that's not that's not what the reporting is, right? The reporting is is that he would come in and tell them the wrong things, and then they would have to go in and make it correct. And now, and, and tell me what those corrections were. Well, no, I'm not saying that they right. they made any good so corrections. Who was right? No, you could be right. I, all I'm saying is is that. I tend to try, you know, steer on the side of the players, right, and listen to what they're telling us and listen to how they feel about it. They clearly had issues with the setup last year. And this oversight with the OTAs thing is not the biggest deal in the world, but it's just it's the wrong guy again. Right. Like, you no, know, it's yeah. a bad look. Yeah. It's so, a bad so look. to me, that's two strikes. Like yeah. it's too like whether it, it, it's all fair. But, but wait oriented. a minute. So Joe Judge. But what should be the, but, no, what but should be the Joe Judge says in your book, Evan. Joe Judge says what to Belichick. Or, to hold on. Hold on, Todd. Hold, Todd, hold on. Hold on. Joe Judge oh. says to Bill Belichick, hey, I want to add this 15 minute special teams workshop because we really don't have anything okay is is that joe judge's fault that like somebody it didn't fit into the four hours like shouldn't somebody be like the vice president of the ota schedule? so so here's my That's, should that be joe judge i i, I hear you my fear is is that because so if you listen if you actually read the what uh some people have put out bedard has put out a version of it breer has put out a version of it it was it wasn't on like the main schedule it was like post on the door it was on like a a a tack board like on the door like or the whiteboard on the door did he write it there himself like did 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 he did he go up the ladder and 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 tell every all the the people that need to know about scheduling that in in the reporting that you you know are citing i think there was also a part of it that said there was a memo that went out like beginning of otas to everybody that Everything has to be within from four Bill, hours. from Bill, from, from Bill, Bill, Bill wrote it, yeah. right? So who ignored it? Judge, based on the report, somebody ignored it. I, I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, Judge is being. I mean, again, we don't know what actually right. happened, but that's what people are writing. Well, that's yeah, because he's he, he's the easy target. Okay, obviously. but Fred, he's an easy target because he's done a lot of things wrong. Yeah, that's I, why he's an easy target. I'm with Evan. I can't believe he's still on the staff. I can't. Yeah, I can. Based on the amount of friction that evidently existed between Joe Judge and players on the team last year, I can't imagine Bill wouldn't just look at it and say, "We gotta, get, we gotta remove that." Yeah. I just don't know how you take him seriously. I think that's the biggest thing to me is if you're trying to get him to coach up players, and I know now he's just going to be doing it on special teams, which is where he belongs at the end of the day. But if you're a player on special teams and there's any seed of doubt in your mind about what he's teaching you or telling you, like how how does how do you trust in him that he's putting you in the best positions and and doing what's best for the the whole team and everything? Like I I'm not. I don't like you know firing people. It's not my call. Uh, but I, I think eventually you have to ask: Do the pros outweigh the cons of this guy being in the building? Uh, so sorry about Evan, that, Todd. Go ahead. With, do you think there'll be a problem with him dealing with some of the rookies then? Because like, is he gonna you know not be able to take the guys and mold them? Like what? Do, and and then putting in that line, what is your third strike with him? What do you think would? you know finally see him well, out the door well let's see what's like on the field you know i, I think on special teams he's gonna more or less be co-running the show uh, it, with well, with cam accord and if it's a disaster again on the field then i wouldn't be surprised if both of them are, are out of here that, that was just one thing i wanted to bring up not a big piece of this but Thanks, a piece Todd. of it that i think isn't talked about is how does cam accord fit into all this like is joe well, judge yeah. now scheduling special teams meetings on his own is he kind of running a certain aspect of special teams by himself was you know cam accord aware of these meetings like I, that's one little part of it that I'm interested in and this is another thing that happens every year where the coaching dynamics shift and we don't even have any idea 
of what well, it, what the setup it certainly is. feels like Joe Judge is taking over special teams. And I'm going to give an- another element of this that sort of rubs me the wrong way. And again, reports. So we don't know exactly what the structure is. But Greg Bedard reported that he is the assistant head coach. So that puts him above the, all those guys. So not only this guy, based on reports, rubbed everybody the wrong way, he ended up with a promotion out of it, <laughs> at least in name. It, well, that's the thing, Paul. You know, Yeah, what, that's what, ridiculous, what, Fred. What is he really doing? You know, is he really... He's costing the team OTAs. If, if that's Bill, what he's if doing. If Bill all of a sudden got sick, would Joe Judge be the coach? I, I would say if that report is accurate, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I do I go back to your point, Fred, about loyalty, and I just I wonder if if that has been, you know, a, a, a hindrance here at, at the end with some of these guys, and instead of being willing to take a chance on somebody young. Oh God! That you I mean, don't that really could be know. why we're in Listen, the position we were last it, season. It's one yeah. of Bill's. Like you can say it's it's a it's it's a good thing, but it's also a good thing to Loyal a fault. Loyal to a fault, yeah. You know, um, whether it's coaches and college coaches that he's doing a solid by drafting their guy or you know paying you know uh, a little bit more to a player who's one of his circle the wagon guys it's 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 obviously a thing it's been a thing since Bill's been here um, and so you can't say oh no it, it, it's a thing it's a thing especially I mean I mean not to players but but to coaches I mean that's yeah. the thing and I think he always I mean I just remember that line from the 09 doc when they were talking about the Giants and he's like, yeah, you know, all, all, all the administrative staff is all the same. Like they'll run the coaches out of the town, but they, you know, they, no, nobody else changes. So, I, I get that point of it. I just, I just wonder at what at what point you know is is it really? I mean, I would say to Alex what Alex said that last year it cost him, and you know, it seems like we're continuing down that road with. I with just him. think like last year with Joe Judge and, and and whether the reporting is accurate about who was telling people what and if it was right or wrong or whatever, the the general consensus was that Joe Judge was overstepping. That he was overstepping. He was the quarterback's coach last year. Matt Patricia was really your de facto offensive coordinator without the title. And everybody in the building that the Herald spoke to in that big piece and, and other people I've spoken to right. felt like he was overstepping. And to me, him going and setting up a special teams meeting that doesn't fit into the four hours of the schedule feels like overstepping again. Like, I don't know how else you can really it categorize also, it that. It also feels very on brand for him. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that it, as part of that story, that Herald story, um, it, it, there was specifics, specific stories told about Mac and Joe judge. Um, not getting along, Matt Mac not liking it, and again, to me it's like, yeah, okay, you don't, yeah, okay, whatever. Duly noted, nothing's going to change. He's still going to be here. Like, I, I just don't think it sends a great message. But that might be part of Bill's plan. Like Bill just might not really wonder about how Mac Jones is going to deal with it. He's just saying, well, I think Joe Judge is a good coach, and I think he's the best guy. You know, whatever, and. He's going to be steadfast in his belief that Joe Judge is a net positive. I, I, I find it hard to believe that that's the case. Not because I don't think Joe Judge knows anything about football. I think all of these guys, Yeah. I mean, they, you don't ascend to this level without knowing anything about football. But I think sometimes, is, is it a net zero? Because whatever he's given you in terms of game plan, ideas, or X's and O's is outweighed by the fact that eh, half the team doesn't like him. Yeah. That certainly seemed like it was the case with the Giants at the end. The way that the Giants players were talking about him as as that ended. I I just I think Mike's point about the loyalty 
is a good one. I think sometimes you can you can get yourself in trouble with that. I, again, we'll. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know more about the situation than they do, but I, I I just don't really know why he's still here. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm coming from the same place as Paul. I, Joe Judge, I think, is a good good football coach, especially in special teams. Of course he is. X's and O's, things like that. I'm sure he he knows all of it. But when when it comes to personalities and it comes to relationships in the building, you have to start wondering whether it's worth it. So, and then you, you know, the question that Deuce asked earlier. So if Joe Judge is the one posting this post-it on the wall, where is Cam Cam Accord? Right. Was he in that meeting? Yeah. Was he aware Should, of the he, meeting? He's the special teams coordinator. So shouldn't he be the one posting for right or wrong? Shouldn't he be the one saying let's have a workshop? I, I don't I know. I mean, maybe, but maybe maybe that's not his role anymore. Maybe yeah, he's I don't been know. relegated to he's only doing kickoffs now. Like, you <laughs> know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a little little bit of DeAndre Hopkins news. He has hired an agent. Uh, he oh, was previously good. Good for him. That's previously not represented. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's uh, with Clutch Sports now. And um, there was one of those guys, I forget his name, but one of those non-certified agents was previously trying to uh, – same thing happened with Lamar Jackson. Where he, one of those kind of um, you know managers, if you want to call him yeah. that, was sort of making calls on his behalf, it seemed like. And because of what happened with Lamar Jackson, teams were really – hanging up on this person but uh he's hired a real agent now so that's good yeah because i yeah. saw jeremy fowler yesterday was talking about him not being represented right and i agree yeah not good for the player no. at the end of the Never. day you know i don't know what the percentage is you pay these guys four percent but it's 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 a oh, lot off your get plate it. it's yeah. a lot off your oh, plate you i know? mean just to have somebody advocate yeah. for you it's and like make trying sure. to sell your own house like you can do it but like if you screw up you need somebody, no, especially who's not, like, a guy of this invested. profile and yeah. Lamar's profile. It's like you're not just getting some scrub that's like, yeah, he's going to negotiate your salary. Like you're probably getting the best of the best. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Hey, ladies, gentlemen, how y'all doing? Yeah, All right. Good. All right. Hey, um, I'm a big Celtic fan too, nice. and I, I'm like everybody else. Taylor and Brown got to get some dog in them. Yep. They don't have it. They're too they're too nice, too whatever. They ain't physical instinct by just put you put your foot on their throat, just keep mashing it. Yeah. They don't they don't have that. Yeah. You know, so and uh, Brown, I'm with uh Alex. You can't drill between five people. You learned that in high school. I, I know. So I don't know why you keep doing that. <laughs> Thanks. And like we're exactly. Now getting, we're now getting Celtics calls. You know, and, love it. and there there might be somebody behind you. You, you yeah. kind of have to worry about that too. You know, it's oh, yeah. low low but, uh, basketball uh, IQ. Fred's really upset yeah, exactly. with Jalen Brown. He yeah. texted exactly. me last but, night. But yeah. back to the Patriots. You start Gonzalez day one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take your lumps and pains, just like they did with Gilmore when Gilmore started in Buffalo. You see how he turned out. So you start him day one. Uh, Jack Jones, Jer- Jones uh, Jonathan Jones, you don't play behind him. They play beside him. Mm. You know, I would think so. I, I mean, Rasai Dowling started week one right, right, right out of the gate as a as a rookie. I, I mean, don't see why this if kid. He can't wouldn't. start with that athleticism. He's yeah. got to be an idiot. Like, you know, like, he, he, be, like yeah. you're just know, too good. <laughs> I know the situations are different because they didn't have, I mean, they didn't have the same personnel. What is it? 2011, I think. Oh, yeah. The worst. They didn't have, yeah. The they didn't have the same personnel then, and probably better chance. But this guy should have yeah, every right. opportunity just, to start just, right out of the gate. It's but just so funny. Like, a couple like more questions. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, 
those tall corners that I see we got on the roster, I, I know we drafted speed. Yeah, I don't think by chance any one of those, I know they're rookies, I know they're uh, undrafted free agents. You don't think they might be good enough to, you know, okay, he played better than Mills, he played better than Bryant. Just put him out there with some speed yeah. because you got team with speeds all over, you yeah. know. I know I understand, you know, veterans been there, but I'm just tired of seeing Bryant and Jones getting beat left and right like like they toast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll really take my chance with somebody like that and um uh Alex I mean not Alex uh Evan, you're right. Get rid of Judge. Get rid of before you start the locker room. At least I'm right about something. I wouldn't have him the first one. <laughs> well, thank you. Y'all have a good one. The guy that's right. like my wife. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, I just say, you know, Gonzalez starts out slow, and Bill's pissy at a press conference. Like, you know, Bill, you know, what is it about Gonzalez that, you know, made him a starting line? Have you seen that five-second video? <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's hanging their head oh. on is the five-second video. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He did a stop and a start. Have you seen that? I, I would just caution video? about the two, really the two late-round guys, um, they, like especially um, Speed, Amir Speed. Yeah. He really didn't even play cornerback in college. Like, he played – really one year um, at Michigan State. Couldn't really get on the field as a defensive back at Georgia. He's probably a special teams type. Yeah. That's the, they're looking at the athleticism and seeing if there's something there. I, I mean, I like right? the size and the speed of them, but like you said, like they were, their roster was already kind of full. So, I mean, I look at those guys as undrafted free agent adjacent. You know, th- these are like yep. when you're rounding out the roster at the bottom and taking they flyers on guys. Picks. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, not to go down a whole – rabbit hole with the with the contracts and things like that but it's actually cheaper uh to draft guys in the sixth and seventh round now than it is to pay the top udfas so it's only so many malik cunninghams when i i I read that uh, at some point this offseason and and then the patriots made all these picks at the end of the draft and didn't trade any of those picks and i was like what is going on here and then i realized they're saving money they're not they're not actually paying uh you know top udfa money now for a mere speed because he was drafted in the sixth round so the rookie wage scale puts him into a certain spot so those guys i think that the team views them as essentially the same thing as a udfa uh moen rhode island has an interesting email he says Mm -hmm. could evan do a video series called coverages and routes for dummies i listened to last week's catch 22 and felt like an idiot during their talk about z this and z that i thought it was just slot and outside um it's not a bad idea, but Evan, yes. I'll ask you a question. Do you think that you could explain this stuff so that someone who doesn't understand the jargon would be able to get it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we, we did something. I think it was more about the analytics that I like to use, like EPA and DVOA and things like that. We did that that primer at some point that's that's on the website. But I think with coverages, uh, it's doable, especially if we just talk about like simple cover two, simple cover one. Obviously, the Patriots are an NFL football team coached by Bill Belichick, so their cover one does not equal to <laughs> the cover one that you're seeing at uh, at you know uh, Sharon High. Uh, hey, like, but that, that was a uh, shot. you know, <laughs> I, so it, it's a little different. But yeah, I, I think we could we could do something like that. I, I would say to go to uh, with football. Go to smartfootball.com. <laughs> yeah, um, they're good. He's a great writer, and he's got um, a couple books that he's written. Chris. I forget his name, but he's got a lot of just like basic explanation stuff. If you're looking for just, you know, yeah. ground level. Matthew Bowen also has some yep. really great articles. Um, I think they're actually technically on Bleacher Report, <laughs> if I'm Still. not mistaken. Um, but if you just like Google 
like Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, cover three. Like he has the basics of cover three, what what exactly it means, a couple different examples of different ways it plays out. Uh, his articles are really good with that too. Yeah. What's his name uh, from Sirius? He used to be the GM for the Jets, wrote the book, uh, Take Your Eye Off the Ball. Oh, Pat, yeah, Kerwin. Pat, Kerwin. Pat Kerwin. That's, That's a good yeah. one too. It's a good primer. Yep. So. Yeah, it's a good yep. starter. Yep. Yeah. Is that how you... Since we're on the topic, is that why you are the way you are? Like, what made you want to like? Why are you reading the way glossaries you are? of coverages? Well, like, to be honest with you, I, I I was a horrible athlete growing up, and but I had the mind, you know, and like I I knew I, I was really smart and I knew the game really well, uh, but I just wasn't athletic enough to actually make it matter on the field, and so I was like, you know, pseudo like doing coaching. Thought, thoughts <laughs> thinking like that uh, it, back all the way like in middle school and high school and you know a lot of my friends were were much more athletic than me and I used to like coach them like you know and be like you know this is you know, do this do that whatever and uh, you know they just had the the athletic ability to go out there and actually <laughs> execute what what you wanted to do but yeah I, I started um, in terms of like the football X's and O's it, it definitely was a lot of reading other people that are much smarter than me and know much more than I'm me. envisioning like a varsity coach at your high school telling his players Lazar like, shut the hell up to don't talk bozo. to my players Lazar <laughs> no actually uh, it was actually kind of that, it was actually kind of the opposite for a while not, not because of uh, you know, like my amazing knowledge or anything like that um but like one of my friends was one of our better athletes at school but he was a head case and like there was only certain people that he was going to listen to and, and because he was one of my best friends i happened to be be one of them so like when he would go off on a tirade like they would like you know i would just be the one that would kind of walk over there and be like you know you gotta gotta calm down <laughs> you know yeah you know because the, the coaches had they had no they had on. no patience for it get him back on board uh, let's see. Ian in the UK writes in, uh, change of pace here, and I've asked this before, but when, when, when are we going to change the Patriots' uniforms? They are horrible, although I do own an Edelman home jersey and a Mac Jones away. Please, can we get them changed or at least get rid of the silver helmets and make them white? Oh. Actually, someone did do you know one of those uh, photoshops of a blue helmet that matches the blue jersey and it looked pretty good yeah. i have to say didn't we just change the uniforms like three years ago we yeah. did yeah slightly yeah the the arm you know the uh stripes down the shoulders and they made stuff. it look like the throwback jersey but just the L- traditional yeah, colors yeah but i i um i think there is something to having the helmet match the jerseys i mean you got the silver helmet now and there's nothing silver they used to wear "Quote unquote silver pants. They weren't silver anyway. They were gray. Yeah. You know. So like, I, I'm I'm all for a helmet uh, color change. Yeah. I don't know. The helmets never really bother me that much. I kind of like them. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if the, the blue on blue works for me though. That's, what about like well. the Bledsoe blues with like a bright blue helmet? No. Be fun. The, yeah. the blueberry uniforms. I, I, it, would, it would bring a smile to yeah. my face I, to at see the those. Time, but I, people fun. hated him, and now all of a sudden, oh, I would love that. <laughs> I have to be it's honest. The same thing yeah, with yeah. that Pat Patriot <laughs> yeah. logo. No one liked it back then, and don't <laughs> tell bad. me that you did. See, that one, you're lying. That one's not true. It's the other true. One, Fred's right. Everybody hated the uniforms. I don't, I don't really know a lot of people. You're talking that, about the Bledsoe Blues? Yeah, yeah. I hated yeah. those uniforms, and I still do, but I don't know a lot of people that want those back. But the Pat Patriot, a lot of people want back. Now and they do. I don't no. remember people hating the Pat. Oh Patriot God, when back they had then, it. Pat, it was a nothing. I, 
It was. It was. Like, I always thought it looked no like one a guy even taking a dump. It. Yeah. No. That's Personally. what I thought. Oh no, my god. No, like when back Personally. then, who you, takes a dump like that? No, back then, when you talked about logos, no one brought up. Oh, that <laughs> Paul, that, Paul, that Patriot logo is cool. No one said no, that back then. It was never no cool. one. No, I don't think it was <laughs> ever considered a cool Paul logo. Stands up but it's certainly <laughs> not. I mean, this is certainly not cool. What the Elvis? Um, no, it's it. I it's love better the than Elvis. That. I like the Elvis. That's my. Yeah. But like Th- when that's, I. That's my logo. Well, when I, I bought a hat. I love a few it now because I associate it with so much success. That's how I feel yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know why you would want to change when you won six titles wearing it. The like, blue, right. the blueberry uniforms are tough. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were. They were terrible. Oh, and when they first came out, oh, the first mean, version. Do you mean tough, good, like the kids? No. No, like okay, tough. Like the, the first version had <laughs> the blue T-U-F-F. with well, he's, with he's young <laughs> enough. Like he could be there. The first version had red numbers on the blue. You could yeah. not see them yeah. from the press yeah. box. Those you couldn't. Oh, the red out. numbers in '93. Yeah, 93, yeah. Right. It, it was impossible to tell who yeah. who was who. But just, Pat, Pat Patriot, they, we do it perfectly now, where it's like one game a year. Yeah. Everything gets turned over to Pat yeah. Patriot, I agree. and that just it, it's it needs to be a novelty. It's not it's not a regular every. Every week, jersey. I just think that the the uniforms they wore from t- 2000 to 2019, like those need to be back in the mix. Like I just, I think you won six Super Bowls in those uniforms. Like they they like the red uniforms. They're a part. Of, I don't think the 90s uniforms are part of the culture. Like they did go to a Super Bowl, but those are the two uniforms, and I think that they yeah. should have a. Permanent I think the spot. the blue with the with the gray pants. That that to me like the Brady blue with yeah. the gray pa- like yeah. that that's like Patriot yeah jersey to me like that 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 I think was the best one yeah I, I and I do think having an alternate uniform with red but the current logo with a white helmet sure. would be would be sharp yeah yeah you know I yeah. I mean this yeah. sounds stupid too but I just I love the the font of the nameplates on the old on the on the Brady uniforms like the font and the numbers the way they i just thought it was outstanding like i just think those uniforms were perfect i was kind of disappointed we got rid of them mike's not an easy guy to please either i mean he didn't even enjoy the brady but do do we like them so much because of how successful they were in them like that's how i feel it's an honest question i know i can i don't love the uniforms but i agree with everything fred said that's i associated with winning and here's another one here's tampa bay's original uniform the powder blue no, no, oh, no, the yellow, the, the, the orange, orange. Oh, the orange. With, orange. with the yeah. absolutely with the, loved with them. the guy with yeah, the feather yeah, yeah. in his yeah. head. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved, hated them. I loved those, and no one liked them back then either. They thought they were well, terrible. Everybody just made fun of Tampa Bay because yeah, they yeah. lost every game. But I loved those uniforms. Loved I, them. I think they. I think they're bringing them back this year too. I think they're going to wear them this year. Leroy Selman. Exactly. Let's go to Paul in Vancouver. What's up, Paul? Paulie. Hey, Fred. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I did. How <laughs> about you? Stunk. Oh, well, I tell you, after uh, last week's show there, when uh, you uh, questioned my whether I was a fan or not after 50 years of uh, cheering for the team and 22 years of listening to this show, I had to be reflective and well, think I'm, about... Uh, what did you do? I that? don't know. What, what, why did I uh, question your fanhood? Oh, because I was not, I guess... Uh, Showing enough hope in my team. Okay. <laughs> right. Last week. But, right. Uh, oh yeah, you you were definitely, you're, and you're probably still really down on the team. Yeah. No, Fred. I tell you, I I thought about what I was saying, and then I listened to the rest of the show, and there's a whole bunch of stuff from what was pointed out by you guys at the end there that I just didn't realize. And uh, preacher Fred, I have seen the light. All right. Hallelujah. You converted one. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> one at a time. You know, Fred the missionary. Now, you know, now, Fred, I'm wondering, is Christian Gonzalez just winning defensive rookie of the year or just feeding out Christian Barmore for player defensive player of the year? And whether, you know, it's a fourth-round guard or a sixth-round receiver winning offensive rookie of the year. Okay. You know, because, yeah. you know, at the end of the show, there were things I didn't learn. I, I, I learned. You know, Mike and Evan pointed out that they were like three plays away from being an 11-win team last year because they had eight convincing wins. And all the misfortune and bad plays all went against the Patriots, you know? I, I, I was, I'm you know, sensing I was, a little sarcasm here. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was thinking maybe the Jets punting the Marcus Jones at the end of the he spent his bounds. entire afternoon you know, waiting to on. do this. They, I, okay, you know? all right, okay, all right. So you're, so you know, you're still down on the team, in other words, <laughs> is what you're saying. No. But, Fred, the whole point that I was trying to make last week, right, was what I said about this, the post-Brady era being bought was because I don't feel that they, have, they didn't turn over the roster and I remember I thought about Paul Brillo saying, and he wasn't there to agree with me, about them being such an old roster at that point. When Brady left, it wasn't just Brady leaving. It was like an old roster at that time, right? And they had to turn it over. And that when we, and Evan also questioned saying, why am I thinking it's a Super Bowl team? Well, I'm not talking about a Super Bowl team. I'm saying a playoff team because, as you point out, Robert Kraft wants to win, and he said he expects to make the playoffs. And I was like pointing out, I don't think them making those steps to get back there right now. Okay. I thought four years ago they had an opportunity to really reset, right? And they didn't take it. They they did things like we were used to laugh at the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins doing, you know, spending all this money in free agency, you know, winning – Winning the free agency thing, right? Like we tried to do a couple of years ago. I remember at the right. time, everybody being thrilled that they did that. I, I wasn't thrilled about that because it never really works. Okay. So what did you like want to What did you want to do? You want to turn over the roster, but you don't want to bring in new players. What, what, how did you, how, what would you want them to do? Like, I just, I mean, it sounds great. Like, they could have done well, it. What could they have done? Like, they, they missed on the draft, so we know Everyone that was excited. Everyone was well, like, I, Finally. Well, no. What they could have done four years ago was I would I would like bringing in Cam Newton. I just didn't like that at all. It's a retread quarterback. I thought you know, I look at this team. I said I've been cheering this for this team forever, right? I think there's three key points in this franchise. Put a right? name to the claim. That dynasty was that when Robert Kraft took it with the start of the dynasty, right? The accelerating point was when they brought in Bill Belichick, and the crowning point was Brady King. I could, after cheering for this team for so long, I cannot believe that they were relevant. That every year, the national guys, because you know, we always put them in reverence, talking about the Patriots being Super Bowl contenders for twenty years. That's well, let me crazy. ask you a question. Okay, right? When when they brought in Bill right. Belichick, did you say, "Wow, this is it. They got the guy"? Did you say that? Oh, at that time, no. I okay, just, you know, when they I, drafted I, Tom Brady, right. when they drafted Tom Brady, did you say they just got the greatest football player ever? I did. Uh, no. No, you, so you don't know. All right? You don't know. Right. No, I, I know, Fred, but that was what I'm saying right about, is, look, I, like, I think that Bill Belichick, right, like, 
um, I don't want to see him fired. I want him to get the thing because I don't think this is my question to Paul. All right, is about what Bill Are you is doing. But I think this changed, right? And it was, and what I don't want to be, right, is like a Dolphins fan and a Cowboys fan. Nobody like, wants you know, that. Thirty years, thirty years ago, my team won six Super Bowls. You know, I don't want that. To Nobody happen. wants we, that. that. Right. And I think at that time we had the perfect opportunity that. We had such good. Well, what, but they wait a minute. Said, hey, look, you, what was reset, the opportunity? Who right were the here. people that they, they? Who were the people that they didn't bring in that you were like they should have brought this person in and they should have done this and what? What were the moves that they didn't make that you were clamoring for at that time? What I okay at that time, what I wanted them to do was to go like say to the older players like Hightower, McCordy, Slater, these guys saying, "Hey, look, we got to reset this." You want to stay around and, and mentor these guys, or we're gonna find we got to move on. We got to bring in these guys. We got to see who we have. That's the problem. We we Isn't that what they looking, did? That's what they did. Some players. What? That's we, what they did. I'm confused. We, they took McCordy and Slater aside and they said, you know, we want you to be part of the the new regime, and we want you to mentor these guys that we're gonna be bringing in. I, I think that's exactly what they did. And there was too many of them, though. As you pointed out, uh, Paul, you said there was too many of the old guys on that team, right? No, no, no. We I'm not telling you I agreed with it. That's not how I would have done it. But you, you just said that's what you would have done, and you criticized them for not doing I said, something I that I think they gone, did. I would have said, I would, right, what I said was I would have gone to these guys and asked if they wanted to be this, right, and find out. Some of the guys probably wouldn't have wanted to stay. Simple as that. Right, but that's a, and I said, okay. We only we could only take a couple yeah. of you guys, not like five of you guys, like you pointed out. I think hindsight right? is perfect, but like, yeah. I, I mean, I listen. Have all, have the moves they've made? All the moves they've made work? No, no, they they haven't. And and do we want to be stuck in purgatory like you know a lot of these teams are when they don't have the quarterback? No, but you know, like I'm not giving up hope. Right. You, you just, well, you, you, thanks, Paul. You, you got to you keep thinking you're going to find the quarterback. Yeah, like you, I mean that that's I mean the, the secret. It's not that's it, it. It's not, it's not like a, a, not a complex formula. You have yeah. to have at least a certain level of of competence at that at that position. Now, that's I don't what, I don't know if you don't have that, and that's you know, and that's and then earlier. we get yeah. back to you know signing D Hop, so you get a true idea of like who Mac Jones really is. But I mean, I, I could make an argument that I would have held on. I mean, once you'd made the decision to have Brady outlast Garoppolo, which I would have done, I would have done it then, I would have still done it. Um, I would have squeezed every last ounce of juice out of that Brady machine that I could possibly do. I would not have done anything to make that end before it had to, and I would have been desperately trying to figure out a way to get that next guy. I don't think they were doing that. I think, A, they pulled the plug on the Brady error before they needed to, and, B, didn't really have that desperation to find a successor, as we saw with Cam Newton coming in in July, you know, to Yeah, I think in 18 – so everybody's going to go back to the 18 draft and look at Lamar Jackson, right, because they, they picked two guys that mm-hmm. – I think Isaiah Wynn, you know, his rookie year didn't exactly help the team. But Sony Michelle, you can make a real case. He helped the team. They helped the team win a Super Bowl. So they were clearly preoccupied in 18 and 19 with getting every last championship out of Brady. And maybe that kind of jumped the shark a little bit on the quarterback pursuit. So it became, 
we're going to use a fourth round pick on Jared Stidham instead of using a top 50 pick on a quarterback because we're going to draft players that we need now to help Brady. It's the opposite of what the Packers did, right? But, the then, Packers- but then we're never going to let him play. Oh, yeah. I that's mean, like That, to me, is where it disconnects because I agree yeah, with yeah. you. They they had an eye on we can we keep winning titles here. I totally agree with that. So we're not going to be able to use the 15th overall pick on Mac Jones. We're going to have to get somebody in the fourth round, but then we're never going to let him play. Yeah. That's, like that's Cam fair. Newton's going to play 16 games yeah. in a lost season while we'll never find out if this guy can play. Now, I don't know if Jared Stidham's any good. I personally didn't think he was all that impressive when he was here. Played a couple of pretty good games for the Raiders last year. Maybe he's better than I thought. Or, I, I, I don't know. Or, maybe or if he he's developed. not, what draft pick do you have right. when you had 15 to take Mac? But I think that this is where like you sort of hell-bent on. Collins, which really hasn't worked <laughs> out. So. Like you're hell-bent on trying to figure out a way to go 7-9. and nine. Like but, I don't think that really but, was but, in the best you know, like People the think it's, it's like just easy. It's, like it's not easy. It, to turn over your roster. No, it's not it, easy. It's uh, not like basketball. It's, it's like there's a lot of players involved in turning over the roster. It's you know? such a complex question he was asking, and I, I, my brain was really struggling. And, and to, to come up with, like, what, what would I have done differently, all things kind of, like, I can't, you can't go back and draft different players. But I think Paul's got really the only kind of reasonable solution would have just been, let's just ride it out with Stidham, maybe a couple other guys, you know, let, let's just move on from them. And then if it works, all right, we're probably picking, you know, mid to late first round. And if it didn't work, then they probably were looking at Justin Fields or somebody up in, like up in the top Like Stidham could have 10. played the 2020 season, and I don't think your record would have been much different. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, so, right? and so now you're and picking you could the have same been, way. And you could have been in position. Now, if anything, you could make an argument. You probably would have been in better draft position yeah. than you were. Right. Right? Because at least Cam Newton won a couple of games with his legs. Miami, so maybe, maybe Stidham, with his lack of experience – Maybe he wouldn't have won seven games. That would be better for you. And if he was better than I think he was, then that's better for you too. Because now you might have a guy that you can build around, and you don't have to take a quarterback in yeah. the draft. Because as much as 2020 was like a reset year, it wasn't as hard of a reset year as it could have been. No. And in hindsight, so especially when you watch, watch the, the footage of the stupid games that we played, like you should have just man, done it then. Evan, like you should have been around then, man. You never saw anybody pout the way you saw Mike pout that year. <laughs> I, I just think that... <laughs> and I, just to the caller's point, and I, I, I look, that was a long call, and I gotta admit, I, I'm not in the mood for for the negativity right now. But uh, the the one thing that I took away mood. from that call is certainly that there is a little bit of a feeling with this team that they are stuck in this purgatory because they have one foot in with the the veterans and still still kind of having these guys around that that are going to propel the team to eight nine ten maybe if you get some bounces like they did in 21 wins but you're not a championship contender but you're also not hard resetting right either and and, and i look at a team like the the only example i can come off the top of my head right the second is the Bengals, and the Bengals stunk for two years in a row and it netted them Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, right? Like, but you don't get Jamar Chase drafting fifteenth overall. Like those, that player doesn't make it that far down your board. Now they got lucky this year that maybe a guy that we all viewed as a top five, top ten guy did make it to that spot. But that that's like the one thing that I think is, is has people. It's they're in such a, a stuck position because first of all, their head coach is too good. So he's coaching you to, to six or seven games, probably on you know wins on his own, and then you add in there that you do have the Judons and you do have the, you know these veteran players that are in a win now time of their career, and you're you're stuck at eight and nine like that. And that just feels like we're just 
replaying yep. that that tape over and over again. Um, David writes in, who is the best player on the Patriots right now, Ramondre Stevenson or Matthew Judon? And what is more likely, Ramondre getting another 1,000-yard rushing season or Matthew Judon being top five in sacks next year? Paul, if you don't say Ramondre, I will be sure to tweet out that you called him irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's as close as I'm going to get to Who's the better player? (laughs) What's... I mean, the... I, it's hard because I don't view running back as like a you know as a position that they don't matter. Like, just they don't really it. matter, it's and fine. I yeah. kind of feel but like I that. Also but I also feel like Judon kind of. I do. Yeah. I do too because I feel like Judon is is very good. But and it, you have the age thing. Yeah, and he's kind of tapered off a little bit. When they won't give Ramondre another contract. Oh no, no, I don't think so. But that whole purgatory thing, I think, is accurate. I totally. think they. I think they've had one foot in, one foot out, and I think. You know, Evan's point about Bill's ability to not lose all the games to, like, last year with Colt McCoy, Arizona Cardinals. That was a losable game on a Monday night, even with Kyler Murray getting hurt. He's not going to let you lose that game. And uh, that there's a lot of examples of those in the last three years yep. of games that they all win. All the games against the Jets. They're just, they they're just more prepared than the other team, mm-hmm. and they're going to win. Right. Spee and Fresno says that Fred and Todd considered Joe Judge's continued presence innocuous. <laughs> so probably costing the team two days of OTAs doesn't matter. Of course it does. It's symptomatic of the incompetence Judge brings to the table. It's absurd that Bill kept him. It shows me that Belichick really hasn't accepted that last season's offensive coaching choices were a failed experiment. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a little black and white, but to but, me it's more about what it says, but, like, emotionally and, and, but let's, and but mentally let, to the players. No, but let's say Bill does, you know, realize that it was a failed experiment. He's not going to blame Joe. He should blame himself. So you're not going to take it out on Joe Judge and fire him. Right. If you truly believe that that was an experiment that didn't work, who you have no one else to blame but yourself. Yeah, but why, why So why you, take it out on the guy why do you and fire it, him? Why do you think it didn't work? Because they weren't suited for the jobs. But why? Like, Do you think they didn't have the, the aptitude? Uh, the experience, right. Yeah, I think it was more how they dealt with the players. Yeah, I don't know. That's why, like, I think it's a whole different thing. I mean, with Joe Especially Ju- with Judge. I mean, when Joe Judge was the special teams coordinator here, did we hear stories like, you know, players didn't like him? No, did we hear stories of him calling plays? No, but he was oh. the coordinator. No, he wasn't. Of the special teams. No, no, no. But do we hear him calling plays on offense? No, not last year. What are you talking about? When he was the special teams coordinator, do we hear about stories calling of him calling plays on offense? No. No. Last year, he was not the offensive coordinator, but we heard him injecting himself into the offense. And last year was a mess. Right. Because so of the, I'm him. sure there partly, was... Partly because of him. I'm sure there were a lot of competing voices last year that made it a mess. You know, as they say, you can't fire all the players. I know, but, like, who was right last year? I don't know. We know one thing, that it was a failed experiment. Yeah, and Nobody I think Mac right. deserves... Yeah, I think Mac deserves his share of blame for not even allowing it to to possibly work. Yeah, and and Bill But you can't fire everybody. No, I understand that. And but I just think that like if if it if if Bill realizes that it was a failed experiment, especially if he realizes it's a failed experiment, you don't just fire Joe Judge for doing what you asked him to do. I See, I, 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 I would. But that's just me. You know, because I, of the way it didn't work. Well, if you don't and you move him into a position where he's better suited to succeed right. and he's that yeah. stuff like this still well, comes if, up that's if. a bad look <laughs> no, and it's that's my point yeah. Yeah. if he's if he's calling plays and they're in the plays that he's calling aren't working and mac jones every week is saying you know 
we have a great relationship. We're, we're, we're getting along. We're just, we're just so frustrated because we can't figure out a way to make this work. But, you know, we're doing everything. We, we work great together. We're just not coming up with the best game plan. That's a guy put in a position where he can't do it. And that's not his fault. This isn't that. This is, I can't get along with the guys that I'm coaching, by all accounts. I'm rubbing everybody the wrong way. I don't really think that has anything to do with a failed experiment. By some accounts. I, we don't know all the information. We know okay. what's been reported. Not by Bill's account, but by Mac's account and the other offensive players' account. Yeah. All right. Um, just describe Joe Missoula. We will, uh, we will continue this conversation <laughs> Thursday as well as having a <laughs> full practice under our belt to yes. diagnose yes. and overreact to. Uh, so we will talk to you on Thursday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.